The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. You just said of all ages. Yeah. So you can't say boys and girls and of all ages. Well, I think. I think the ladies and gentlemen covers the other ages, like the men and women part. I don't know. You know? Wait, hold on. Now now, mm-hmm. now you're assuming how our audience is identifying today. And who am I? Who am I to do that? See, <laughs> it's gotten so you can't even give the circus greeting without <laughs> ex- just extensive disclaimers. Intro the show over. <laughs> just start it over. Just say hello. Hi. There you go. Uh, it's the Pat Gray ex- the, the extravaganza, that Glenn always calls it. <laughs> Much better. Uh, it's more. Pat more, Gray Unleashed. More inclusive. Welcome to uh, Monday. 888 <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us. Or we're, of course, available on Twitter. Mm. You can tweet at Pat Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting goings on. Of course, still have the gun control debate raging. Kicking around a hog-free day, it may be mostly uh, just hog-free. Uh, we might, we might. I mean, the top story on the blaze is again, you know, something involving him. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could just uh, just avoid saying his name, please. It's possible, at least. Uh, there's a mind-reading device that scientists say is it works about 90 percent or more of the time. <laughs> oh no, they. They hook this thing up to your a bunch of electrodes to your head, <clears throat> and you start thinking, and it instantly translates your thoughts into text. Wow. Scary. <laughs> I didn't know we were there, but apparently it senses the vowels and consonants in your head and then unscrambles them and, and puts them into a text. Tell you what, you want to you wanna slow this technology down? Hook Jeffy up to it. It'll blow yeah. that thing up. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> Researchers believe, I mean, there's some really cool applications for this, not just, uh, you know, getting extracting information if you're uh, on the lam from the government and they finally catch you and then they just find out everything you know. Um, but researchers believe this machine could one day help patients who suffer from conditions that don't allow them to speak or move. Pretty amazing. That is cool. It registers and analyzes the combination of vowels and consonants we use and then constructs them into a sentence. It interprets these sentences based on neural signals and can translate them into text in real time. Wow, that's amazing. Scientists claim the machine can use words that it hasn't even heard before. Wow. I mean, that's chilling. It's exciting, but also chilling. Because that could have some negative (laughs) uh, repercussions as well. What? Of course, yeah, I know. Google, it's... Google is hanging out with us uh, in our pocket and Facebook, uh-huh. and that's uh, true. I mean, you can't escape, man. It's already got all the information it needs on you, yeah, and then some. Also, London's murder rate just surpassed New York City's for the first time in history, because nobody can be killed w- without a gun. Yeah, I thought London was a gun-free zone. Yeah, it is. The whole mm-hmm. city, mm-hmm. whole country, whole country. Right. In fact, I think the entire island. Yeah. Um. Except for the fact that people still get killed with guns. I don't know how that happens. Okay. But they also use knives on a pretty regular basis 
in February, a total of 15 homicides in London. Out of the 15, nine were 30 years old or younger. In March, there were 22 murders, which is uh, likely to beat out New York's numbers, which haven't come out yet. Uh, But the murder epidemic continued on the first day of April, too, yesterday, when a man in his 20s was fatally stabbed after leaving a bar in Wandsworth. 12th person to be murdered in 19 days. Um, This might surprise people in England, but a knife can kill you just as dead as a gun. There's only one function for it, and that's to kill something. Well, or cut something like meat. You know, or, okay, you could butter your bread, too. But still, mostly, it's just a killing machine. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't use that, like, out in the garage or anything like that? No. No? No. Just to to murder? Just to kill. Okay. One purpose. Hmm. Well, a couple of purposes, but mostly one. (laughs) Also, speaking of high murder rates, uh, Baltimore, Maryland has become so crime riddled and so dangerous but you couple that with a tax situation and people they're just hemorrhaging population wait hold on baltimore that's the town that said hey cops don't uh, don't worry about uh, you know going to dealing with crime cuz then that could be uh, that could that could work out bad for the department uh, remember that? That was a few years yeah. ago. When after the old uh, Freddie Brown and everything they were right. just like, you know what, just stand down. We're once good. once just, they uh, had the incident uh that where police were being accused of yeah a bad kill uh yeah they they kind of backed off and it shows it shows in the murder rate it's another they just had according to the census bureau another year of population loss or just hemorrhaging people and 343 homicides last year now this isn't a city just i mean this is just including baltimore proper which is about 620,000 or so the metro is right around 2.8 million, but this just includes the the inner city. 343 in a population of 620,000. That is a that's a horrific rate. Uh, the city's property tax doesn't help either. <clears throat> it's 2.248 dollars per hundred of a property's assessed value. So not only do you pay your county taxes. Your state taxes, your federal taxes, you also get to pay a 2.2% rate from the city. Uh, Wow. Also, their income tax is 3.2% from the city. Highest allowed by law. That even when you get out into the suburbs in Baltimore County and Anne Arundel, some of the surrounding counties, 2.83 and 2.56%. So you move to Baltimore, you're going to pay high taxes, and you might get murdered. <laughs> so wait a minute. So that really puts into perspective that whole death and taxes, doesn't line. it? Though, <laughs> and it puts a crimp into a realtor pitch. <laughs> I mean, you're having a tougher time selling the city. Well, you come here, you're going to pay really high, egregious taxes. I mean, that's if you live to morning, and you might be killed, so you wouldn't have to pay as much of course when you're killed we're gonna take 50 percent of your of your estate okay uh but don't worry about any of that here's a beautiful home (laughs) it's got a got a kitchenette i see and their school system is uh well terrible 
they also claim the city's aged aged infrastructure is also terrible. City's random water main breaks, spontaneous <laughs> sinkholes, hmm. and desperately needed road work means the cash-strapped city faces a lot of repair uh, issues. With the cost lurking to fix its dilapidated infrastructure, the money to fund these repairs will either be taken from city services or residents will have to pay even higher taxes. <laughs> Jeez. When we had, when uh, Glenn and I uh, moved to Baltimore um, in late 89, early 90-ish, uh, they had just completed the Inner Harbor, which was a beautiful, like I think one and a half or $2 billion project where it really made a nice area where you could go and hang out, a lot of restaurants, shops, clubs. They did a nice job with it. Um, and Baltimore was really rebounding. Then they built the the new park, uh, Camden Yards. I mean, they did a lot of cool things. But if you're going to have taxes like this and murder rates like this, yeah, it's not going to be that desirable for people. You don't think a baseball field will kind of negate all the <laughs> death no. and the no. unlivable taxes? When you could possibly lose your life going to the baseball park, that's eh, a little bit of a deterrent. And here's the problem. Why do these voters continually vote in the same people over and over and over again and expect a different result? What is that? It's the definition of insanity. And they've been doing it for 64 of the last 68 years in Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. Democrats have controlled that city for 64 of 68 years. In Detroit, which is the murder, murder capital of the country... It's been all Democrats since 1962. In Chicago, Democrat control for 84 years. 84 years. Philadelphia, 63 years. St. Louis, 64 years. In Boston, same Democrat control for 85 years. You would think, eventually, somebody would wake up and think, huh, yeah, Democrats aren't doing that great a job. Let's see, really high pow- high poverty rates, uh, relatively low income compared to other cities of our size, uh, extremely high taxation. Huh. Maybe we should vote for somebody else who reverses this trend. But nope, they just keep doing the same thing. It's bizarre. It is so really, really bizarre. Ridiculous. Uh, what does it take? I mean, the whole city has to fall into a sinkhole before they finally say, well, maybe you'll try something different for a while. Hmm. Uh, the may- mayor and large part-time city council are fiscally irresponsible, of course. They accepted a raise, though, in December. Oh, sure. Even though the city faces major financial trouble, mayor gets paid around $180,000. Yeah, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, at least they're not paying him one point eight million. Hmm. The city council president brings in one hundred nineteen thousand. City council vice president seventy seven thousand, and the thirteen others get sixty nine thousand each. Plus, they all have benefits and all have paid support staff. Wow! And in two thousand seven, city council passed a law that entitles elected officials to receive an automatic. Two and a half percent raise if the city budget provides money for union employee raises. (laughs) 
Yeah, give ourselves a raise every time we give unions a raise. Yeah, uh, <sighs> something's wrong with the Democrat control. I don't, I don't know when people, probably never, will ever wake up. If it's still not bad enough to try something else, uh, I don't know when it will be. 888 uh, Here's something great for your health, though. And they can't take this from you. If you go to Brickhouse Nutrition and order Field of Greens, I think you're going to really love this. Um, this is the way I get vegetables into my diet. Otherwise, I, I would die of scurvy or whatever the non-vegetable <laughs> disease would be. Poor, poor Pat Gray. Yeah. Remember, he died of scurvy a Remember couple that? years back. Yeah. In 2018, it's yeah. the first scurvy death since mm-hmm. since 1706. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately, I don't have to worry about that now because every day uh take a, a scoop a field of greens, which contains a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic. They boost your immunity and have a lot of antioxidant power. And you just put that into your favorite drink, a shake or a smoothie, <clears throat> a glass of water, whatever you want. Sweetens it, and it's just really easy. And you're going to just feel better. I know I certainly have since I started using this. Go to BrickHousePat.com. And give Field of Greens a try today. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com as Brad Staggs joins us. Yeah, it reminds, the, the taste of that reminds me of spicy bananas. That's, that's why I like those S- greens. BrickHouse mm. greens. Yes. Spicy. Yes, spicy bananas. Bananas. Mm. Yes. That's is that your just, takeaway, Pat? I, well, the banana is good, but I don't know that I've ever, ever had a spicy one. That's spicy uh, bananas. Wow. Okay. Maybe you're not, yeah. not as good as chocolate cake, which is, which is the u- euphemism we're going to use today oh. for you know the other stuff that's hey, in your... No. Yes, because no. so many people are like eating lunch right now cake in, your ears? in your ear. So, yeah. Okay. But, but that is more thing. palatable. Yes. Okay. I might yes. want to leave it in there and just let right. it suck right. into my system. Well, here's the thing. Here's the, the <laughs> benefits of having chocolate cake in your ear. Uh-huh. Uh, the, it moisturizes the delicate skin of your ear canal because that is very delicate skin. Is it? Yes, very delicate. I mean, especially if it's... I didn't know know I had skin in my ear. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got that whipped frosting Mm. going on there. Right, exactly. It provides a waterproof barrier. Is it like chocolate cream with with buttercream, or is it like a cream That does taste better. I'd say, you know, I'd say it's more of a buttercream. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that just... (laughs) Either one, really, but the buttercream just sounds good. Sure. It sounds like it would feel nice in your ear canal. Yeah, just very smooth and Mm. and, and silky, and, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, just... It also, it protects the uh, ear against infection. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And that's good. Yeah. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want that? Yeah. And it can remove dust and debris okay. from nice. from your ear. Because otherwise, the dust and debris would just go into your ear and sure. slam up against your ear canal. What kind of debris miles. do you get in your ear? Oh, well, you know. It <laughs> just stuff zipping through the air. Right. Boom. Yeah. Like just, a random twig or a stick flies in there. Sure. I will just... tell you, my, my father-in-law, <laughs> years ago, he had a bee fly into his ear. Oh, no. Into the canal? Into it, yes. Did it end up like he walking pour, around his brain? Oh, man. Did he get he, stung in he there? Got, he didn't get stung. He poured, He literally got imported kerosene into his ear. Okay, that, oh, that's it got insane. It, out. it got it out, but that's how he said it was the... He wanted to claw his ear off. Oh, oh. that would freak yes. me out. I don't even me know too. what I would do. But he poured it in there. He got it out. So. I'd scream like a girl. Scream. I know that. Of course, he's dead Run. now. 
Oh, well, see, that's that didn't kill him. That didn't probably kill him. Did but, yeah. Sure, we don't yeah. know. Probably but did over time. Exactly. Yeah. So the look, longer you think about that, the less healthy you become. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Here's the thing: the, you get too much of this chocolate cake in your ear, yeah. and you mm-hmm. got to get it out. Get especially it out. if you use Q-tips or stick your, those earplugs in. It just pushes it back for. And you may be exactly. tempted to use a candle right. to put into the Don't. cake. Be right. This but see, that yeah. was nice. You're welcome. But never You're ever welcome. stick anything that's on fire in your because that is just <laughs> it's, it's stupid thank you Brent. you know it's just stupid good okay. safety tip. so go to usewaxrx.com all right get the three-step system that's easy to use and use promo code radio if you want free standard shipping it's that easy usewaxrx.com promo code radio this is pat gray the blaze radio network Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I had a really nice thing happen to us uh, when we went out to uh, when we went out to dinner. Not this last Friday, but the one before. My wife and my daughter and I were at dinner, and uh, you know, a decent, a really a nice place in uh, South Lake, Texas, and we enjoyed the meal greatly and when it came time we were all stuffed ready to leave asked the uh a server if uh, i could get the check and he said it's already been taken care of like oh wait what well i wasn't the one by the way no i i noticed that <laughs> i never even suspected that just to let you know sure <laughs> you would not have been no. a suspect in this <laughs> at all i'm like wait what no right. you're kidding no you know somebody took care of it I'm like, uh, why? I don't know. Uh, their server told me, and they paid me from their server. So you you can't tell me who it is? Whoa. No, I can just tell you the name is Kimberly. So, Kimberly, thank you so much. Wow. For, I mean, the only thing I could think of is, you know, a fan who listens to the show. Really uh, very nice. Thank you for dinner. Uh, we could go Friday. It was awesome. It wasn't a cheap dinner either. It's probably like a hundred bucks for the three of us. So uh, that was that was above and beyond. So, so Kimberly, if you're you know who you are, um, I'm going to find the uh, most expensive restaurant in the Metroplex, <laughs> and I'll be there Friday night about seven o'clock. I'm going to the mansion on Turtle Creek, uh-huh. and yeah, that's where I'll be. Uh, uh, so, yep. if you'd like to stop by, help out, that uh, would be great. I'm kind of impatient, so when I'm when I'm done eating. I want to leave. I don't want to sit around and enjoy the ambiance, you know. So let's. I did be I, prompt. Please. I did consider other possibilities. Like Kimberly was, you know, maybe not a fan, but she just was hitting on me. And then I quickly thought, no, nope, that doesn't make any sense. Absolutely not. In so many perhaps, ways. Uh, you know, she's hitting on my wife. Okay. And that possibility, I think, still exists. But uh, I choose to believe <laughs> it was the first choice. Wow. Um, good job on ruining everything. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joe Scarborough talking about uh, the Laura Ingram situation with he who shall not be named today. Um, the the uh, the the thought process, I guess, is that these kids are sacred. 
and you can't say anything about them. Think about what it was Laura Ingram tweeted out. He's whining about not getting into colleges. Uh, for that, she deserves a full-on boycott of her show from advertisers? Seriously? For that, she is being called an animal attacking children? Uh, on Scarborough, they uh, opened up a broader, uh, broader attack on her by saying, who thinks that attacking children is going to help get ahead politically? And then Donnie Deutsch added, let's add on attacking children who are two weeks out from hiding under their desk or watching their friends be shot by an automatic weapon. They're animals. Wow. Laura Ingram told LeBron James to shut up and dribble, and Laura Ingram needs to shut up and dribble also. She's a reprehensible human being. The only word even close to anything not flattering in that uh, tweet was the word whine. I mean, we're not talking about we should beat him senseless or he should be put into prison or he should be silenced for all time. I mean, nothing like that was ever said. She's apologized for it, which I didn't think she should have done or needed to do. And then, you know, I in our society today, I thought that if you apologized, it must be accepted and and uh, or whoever was was issued the apology is not a good person right um but not in this case apology not accepted only if you bend to my will and apologize for your entire network and change your point of view then i'll accept your apology wow <laughs> and i love the fact that the uh, morning cup of postum is uh, criticizing fox news for for the their lean to the right. Uh, Joe, I don't know if you know this. Hmm? You're on MSNBC, <laughs> which is a propaganda machine for the left. No. He pointed out that there's been a problem at Fox. Uh, we knew it. We, uh, they were Then they, t- they talked about uh, Sean Hannity talking about the Seth Rich situation when he knew it was false. Uh, the Morning Joe host went on to suggest that maybe President Trump is right when he calls for re-examining libel laws to make it easier to sue media organizations when people step over the line. (laughs) As if MSNBC has never done that? Wow. Uh, The analyst went on to argue that Fox News used to have a pretty good idea of who their audience was and where the lines are. I can't help but think that That part of the answer for this and part of the explanation for it is Trump. According to John Heilman. Uh, Scarborough concluded by noting the distinction between Fox News hard news arm who do it straight up and its opinion hosts sometimes have trouble stepping over the line. (laughs) You talk about a uh, lack of (laughs) self-awareness. Wow. To about the billionth power. Let me tell you about Riduzone. With proper diet and exercise, this can be a real key to helping you lose weight. Uh, If you've been really struggling with this, try Riduzone. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. And it can just be part of your healthy weight loss. It was launched by a local company. They took 
the good stuff in olive oil created a patented product containing OEA. And OEA has been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. It also helps burn fat. So it is uh, an important part of a really good nutrition and exercise program. Once you get the weight off, to me, the really hard part is keeping it off. Because all you want to do is, okay, now I'm X amount of pounds lighter. I just want to start eating again. (laughs) This will definitely help with your appetite control. Mm -hmm. It's riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, riduzone.com. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Might notice I found my pigs. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. The hog turned up. All right, that was missing yeah, last the, week, and we had the, the pig. <laughs> so, what's the difference pig, between whatever. a? Is there a difference between a pig and a hog? Uh, let's see here. A pig is a omnivorous, domesticated hoofed mammal, as you know, with sparse, bristly hair and a flat snout for rooting in the soil kept for its meat. Uh, I was just going to say that. And then you've got the... Word for uh, word. Wow, that's really weird. You've got a hog. So that was a pig. That was a pig. A a hog is a domesticated pig. Uh, Okay. Especially one over 120 pounds. Oh. So hogs are generally speaking, are they fatter than pigs? I guess... I guess a little bit. So a yeah. hog would be the Jeffy of pigs. Mm-hmm. Is that right? 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 120 pounds, though. He dreams of <laughs> losing 120 pounds. Hangs out in the dining room on occasion. Uh-huh. <clears throat> hog. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Uh, and you, don't tell me you didn't learn anything on this show. make a lot more noise than a pig, I, I, I believe, is the rest oh. of this definition. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Just just keeps on just huh. blah blah blah. Hugs. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> the newest challenge uh, that teens are engaging in, you know, oh. because the Tide Pod swallowing was oh. so much fun oh. and so hip and cool, oh. so mature. Another internet challenge has some parents on alert. And just about everybody kind of wondering, well, what is this about? Viral video on YouTube has been circulating and shared thousands of times showing teenagers and young adults snorting condoms. Um, wait, I'm sorry. What now? So you snort, snort a condom up your nose? <laughs> what? What? <sighs> That's uh, teenagers doing that? According to the... 
article, there's a fine line between bravery and stupidity, but the line isn't so fine when people snort condoms. Okay. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it's a little editorializing on the part of the story itself, but uh, yeah, I got to agree with that. The Tide Pod Challenge <laughs> brought millions to a halt. The Carolina Reaper Challenge seemed to affect anyone who tried the spicy pepper. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but the condom challenge is different because of the tool employed. It's all about progress. This is better than eating Tide Pods. It's crazy and dangerous, and parents should be quite alarmed to learn that this is the new phenomenon. I can't. I can't. Could this suffocate you? I mean, they're latex little... What the heck? What if you got the ribbed ones up there? It may not come out. You know? I mean, get stuck up in there. Oh, boy. Good luck, kids. So these are teenagers doing this? They're snorting condoms mm-hmm. for the fun of it. There's mm-hmm. really no explanation other than it's just fun. It's just a, a dare. While eating, while ingesting Tide okay. can be poisonous, the most likely result from putting a condom up your nose mm. is throwing up whatever you ate for dinner. Okay, so I guess... What, it doesn't kill you? It just makes you vomit? Makes you gag or something? Well, okay, sorry. Just, I'm going to turn my mic off. Jeez. Okay. Huh. All right, well, that's good. Uh, so, I believe so, that children are our future. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Da, dum, 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 dum. Snorting condoms all the man, way oh up man. inside. That's uh, sad and weird. So bad. Speaking of kids, uh, another mistake by an 18-year-old who won the lottery. On her first try. (laughs) So she just thinks this is pretty easy. Sure, yeah. Earlier this month on her 18th birthday, uh, Charlie Lagarde won the lottery for the the very first time she played the uh, Quebecois. Is that what you call a person from Quebec? She beat the one in six million odds to take home a grand prize, a lump sum of one million dollars. Uh, or you could get a thousand dollars a week for the rest of your life. Oh, take now, the lump sum every time. Every single time. Yeah. yeah. But no. Oh no, she's because a- she's eighteen. She thought, oh wow, over the course of my life, I'll make, I'll double my 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 profit. <laughs> she went for the annuity, uh, assuming she lives a long life. Uh, it'll pay off over 60 years, $776.73 U.S. comes every week. Uh, that would be $2.4 million. Okay, so a million dollars today. Not yeah. talking about taxes, though. Over a 60-year period of time, because then she'd only be 78 at that time. Right. It would amount to $2.4 million. Here's so, the problem. Mm-hmm. Money's not going to be there in like a year. Yeah, governments won't be there. The money will not be there. So, so she thinks that, uh, this is a brilliant move. Sure. When in fact, she'll probably make about $6,000 and then it goes belly up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Wow. Did nobody But she thinks she's set for life. Oh. She thinks, oh, yeah, now I am set. No. She's got a men come now for the rest of her life. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. But how long is that going to last? Just a really, really risky. I wonder who is advising her. You gotta, you gotta have better advice than that. Somebody's got to be in her ear saying, "Yeah, hey, this is not going to last." That's going to be fifty-two thousand dollars a year. Um, or you could take that lump sum and just invest it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, let it grow on its own. Well, okay. Well, with interest rates me. going up, maybe you just leave it in the 
in the bank and let it accrue interest too. You could do that. And that'd be pretty safe. Wow. Probably not the best way to go based on the fact that you're not uh, making it grow a lot. But still, I mean, you you want to protect that. You want to protect that lump sum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no lump sum in her case. Amazing. 888 According to the Census Bureau, last year alone, state and local governments collected a record $573 billion just in property tax. A little over the half of that came from me. So <laughs> You took my line. <laughs> no kidding, man. Jeez, our property tax are so, so ridiculous. They are right at the top with uh, New Jersey, uh, Texas is. But, I mean, we don't oh, have are the, we really? Yeah, we don't have the income tax to worry about. But still. But the property tax is a killer. And, and, oh, and it tastes so much sweeter for you and I in that we homeschooled our kids, and so we don't get yeah, to take advantage yeah. of the public schools that those are paying. Get not one benefit from the property tax we pay. Ah, tastes good. Mm. Uh, so add that. Uh, so collected a record $573 billion. It's about $1,759 for every person uh, in the 326 million person America. Oh, whoa. I wish it were only seventeen twenty four a year. Uh, that's another record, $386.2 billion in sales and gross receipts, and another $405 billion in income taxes, which is $1.4 trillion, which is a nice haul for the, for the governments. Yeah, and at least the governments are using that money wisely, though, so oh, it sure. kind of makes it easier to take. That they're, right. They're being very um, judicious in how and, they spend our money. And even so, uh, most state and local governments are in the process of hiking taxes and fees even more because they're in a budget crunch. Wait, I just said. No, they're using yeah. our taxes wisely. Yeah, Are they not? not. <gasps> That's Property tax deep. total is up almost $22 billion over the previous record in the previous year. Income tax haul is up almost $5 billion over the previous record in the previous, well, in 2015. While the gross and sales tax receipts are up only a quarter billion from 2015. Oh, oh our bad. Sorry. Sorry, are we not uh, spending enough money? They're really hurting. Maybe don't tax us so much uh, from the beginning, and we'll have more to spend later. Uh, Founders got to be spinning like lathes in their grave because, first of all, they didn't even want a prop. They didn't want an income tax. They certainly didn't want a sales tax. Some excise taxes, you know, on products and goods, whatever. That's how they were going to make money. But the combination of everything makes it so much worse than even they were enduring when they revolted against their government. But we become sheep and we just follow along. Oh, by the way, um, Ron found a uh, uh, mutual fund calculator. If this poor girl had just put $400,000 into a mutual fund mm-hmm. with an 11% interest growth, that's the average rate, in 50 years she'd have $73.8 million. What? So Wow. Who advised this poor child? Jeez, that's amazing. Anyway, $73.8 million? Yeah, uh, if she put the $400,000 in. She's 18. Yeah. So when she's 68, 50 years later, with the average uh, interest growth of a mutual fund at 11%, that $400,000 that she got would turn into $73.8 million. <laughs> uh, wow. But at least she's getting the $1,000 a week <laughs> yeah. for life. Yeah. Wow, good move. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I also wanted to touch on this poll. This is fascinating to me. Uh, Stu shared this 
on Glenn's show, but it's definitely worth repeating here. The Ten Commandments, and whether or not they're still relevant today, there was a poll taken of Americans and British citizens, and um, the results are pretty amazing in some cases. First of all, Americans are more likely than British to say each of the Ten Commandments are still important principles to live by today. The poll also found that Americans between 18 and 29 are less likely than adults to stay to say each of the commandments are still important today wait a minute i thought these were i thought they were the moral compass of the of the country i thought they knew right and wrong good and bad <laughs> righteous and evil hmm. well that's interesting hmm. that's uh fascinating because you know these little condom snorters <laughs> uh don't care much about the 10 commandments which are I'd say the foundation for society. And I would definitely say the foundation for the Constitution of the United States. But they asked, uh, which of these are still an important principle to live by? And which are no longer an important principle? And the other choice was, I don't know. So you shall not commit murder. 94% agreed with that statement the other six percent are okay with murder i guess yeah whatever yeah uh you shall not steal 94 percent again in america say that's still important again you got another six percent who are either okay with stealing or i don't know i don't know (laughs) don't bear false witness against others don't tell lies about other people 91% 91% say that's an important principle. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Who are these people that think lying, stealing, and killing are okay? Uh, honor your father and your mother. 85% say, yeah, that's, yeah I guess that's still important. Uh, don't commit adultery, 83%. Don't covet what your neighbor has. 78% shall not worship idols. This is kind of a hard one because I think when you say that, people generally think of like the golden calf that they made in uh, the Ten Commandments movie. Or, you know, just some sort of engraven image. But it, they, I don't think a lot of people think of the, the actual idols that we have today in our homes, our cars, our cash. But not worshiping false idols, still only 63% say, yeah, that's important. 31% in Britain. <laughs> it's over double in, uh, with the American people. I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me. 59% of Americans still think that's okay. That's something that's important. 20% in Britain. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. 59% here, 23% in Britain. And remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 49%, less than half of us, think that's an important principle. 19% in Britain. Every one of these uh, Ten Commandments was more important in the United States than in Britain. Which kind of makes sense because, you know, they're, they're kind of losing their way spiritually, it seems, in Europe. Yeah, it's probably even worse in places like France and Germany. I'd, I'd love to see those stats as well. Let me tell you about a new sponsor of our show. It's called 
Bombs, bomb shot lip balm. Uh, Wayne, the founder of bomb shot lip balm, developed lip cancer from constant sunburns over the years, and his skin cancer became so severe that he had to, man, he had to have his bottom lip removed and replaced. Yeah, I didn't know you could replace a lip, but I, I guess so. And Wayne's proof of that. So anyway, he became instantly frustrated with the standard lip balm products. The tubes were cheap. The product was subpar. And he was tired of finding a gooey mess in his pocket at the end of the day. Because when you have that normal thing. that you, Oh, yeah. I've been through twist, this. It goes I, up. Yeah. I have spent the last year trying to replace a brand that they no longer make. Yeah. And this has been a godsend. And I mean this awesome. absolutely sincerely. From the packaging to the, I don't, they come in a lot of flavors. Mm-hmm. I'm just a normal, I don't want to taste anything. I just want, yeah. I just want the job done. And so for me, the classic bomb shot is absolutely awesome. That's awesome. Everything about it. And I love it. <clears throat> so in 2010, he uh, took matters into his own hands and started bomb shot lip balm in Boise, Idaho. And you fast forward now to today and it's in over 3000 stores nationwide. Mm-hmm. His product is a hundred percent American made and they've got a special offer for you and you alone. Our Blaze listeners only. All you have to do is go to bombshot.com, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Use the promo code PAT. Purchase the six-pack with six different varieties. And you'll get an extra tube absolutely free. So buy six, get seven. And, and there's also an added benefit. Free uh, shipping. Free shipping. Nice. So you take this out. Apply it, you're going to trigger a liberal because they'll be like, oh my gosh, it's a shotgun shell. <laughs> I no, love just it. when I got chapped lips, what's your problem? The casing itself is worth <laughs> the price of admission. It's bombshot.com, promo code PAT, B A L M S H O T.com, bombshot.com. Go there right now. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, just a follow-up on this condom snorting thing. This new challenge on the internet. So ridiculous. Why? Please don't do this. Don't try it at home. They, they were doing Tide Pods. Uh, there's been so many of these challenges. Condoms is the latest. A kid in Australia, after accepting a simple dare to eat a garden slug, uh, he has developed a parasitic infection that caused a serious brain disease, which has paralyzed him from the neck down. He was 19 years old in 2010 when he swallowed the slug, which was carrying, unfortunately, a roundworm parasite. Oof. It's commonly known as rat lungworm. As adults, these typically infect rats, but during the early stages of of their life, they're carried around by slugs and snails. 
you might want to look at your escargot at a whole new light. Uh, man, in his case, after eating it, he lapsed into a coma for 420 days and was paralyzed from the neck down. Really sad. I mean, these things can have really terrible consequences. Maybe we should all have a conversation with our kids, with our teenagers, about these particular... Because they feel like they're invincible. They, yep. they think they're immortal. They don't believe that anything can happen to them. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh John in Indiana. You're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. we got to go back to that point with the condom snorters. Okay. You know, a certain percentage of every generation's young people go through a stupid stage. Mm-hmm. And it goes all the way back to the other stupid stuff, swallowing goldfish, which later became kosher as sushi. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many people can you cram into a car while it's moving? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, through my generation, the 60s, you know, everything from uh, Huff and Glue to Pam... Mm-hmm. Smoking banana peels and other herbal things, but it seems that most of the people who engaged in that did so in college. Yeah, I would suggest to you that most of the people who did that kind of thing stayed in college, never went into the real world to do anything appreciable. While the rest of us had to go get jobs and make the country actually work, they became college professors. No real-world experience, never left school, mm-hmm. and these are the people from the 60s who were Huff and Pam who are the professors today. This is why these kids are sucking Tide Pods. Yep. And they're encouraging that behavior. It's that, you know, the dumbing down thing again. But, you know, it's that fulfillment of that biblical prophecy for the end times that says, thinking themselves to be wise, they became fools. It's a great quote. and uh, so appropriate right now. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, really sad. 888 Some good news, though, over the weekend. We did avoid actually having the Chinese space station fall on our heads. Oh, yeah. It actually didn't fall on anybody's head, which is nice, or destroy anybody's home. I guess it just missed uh, Tahiti, huh? Just missed Tahiti. It fell into the South Pacific. Mm. Uh, so okay. that's... That's at least some good news. Yeah. Their manned space engineering office said the space lab mostly burned up in the atmosphere before it reached the surface. U.S. Strategic Command's Joint Force Space Component Command. (laughs) I didn't realize we had one. Uh, Confirmed the crash using space surveillance network sensors and their orbital analysis system. Anyway, it fell into the ocean. Uh. So, well, good. There's China's that fell out of the sky. Yeah. Soviet Union's Mir station, which mm-hmm. was basically a double wide trailer orbiting the planet. Duct tape hanging off. Uh huh. Yeah. And they had a broken down washer dryer set out, on, right. the, out mm-hmm. on the porch. Remember that? that? Yep. And then Skylab, which I'd forgotten about until recently, I, that actually came down in Australia. Yeah. And That's landed. That's right. Back in uh, what? 80, 81, somewhere there? 79. 79. Uh, so we got fined for littering. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. By Australia with debris from the space station. And we got fined for that. Uh-huh. 
And NASA was just like... NASA finally nah. paid off the fine. No, no, a radio station did. Oh, a radio station <laughs> paid the fine? <laughs> On the 30th anniversary of when it crashed. Uh, oh, that's a good That's a good bit. Western Australia, $400 fine. That's uh, funny. I like that. Listeners kind of pulled their money. <laughs> 75 tons space station, America's first, was home to a succession of astronauts in the early 70s, but uh, it was, of course, long abandoned when it crashed to Earth. Mm-hmm. The re-entry scattered fragments all over Western Australia. Parts fell on Esperance, a small town 360 miles east of Perth. Australia is a good place for it to land because, what, 99% of the surface is unoccupied, uninhabited? Really? It's huge. It's about the size of the U.S. with a population of, what, 18 or 19 million people? Wow. Uh, but town officials decided to fine NASA for dropping the litter on them. <laughs> And it was about uh, the equivalent of four hundred U.S. dollars, and as Keith mentioned, the radio station just paid that fine for NASA. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, much, much, much is being made out of uh, Sinclair stations doing propaganda against the media. Mm. Have you, have you, did you read about this? Did you see this in paper today? Did you see this? Yeah, Jay. <laughs> Sorry. So that's, that's the only thing I've got, man. I got nothing. I mean, I've got that. What are you going to do? I mean, he didn't say much, so. Kevin Eubank. That's uh, perfect. Anyway, uh, they they apparently sent out a story and all their stations use it. Now, this isn't the first time that's happened. It happens all the time. But they're going apoplectic like, oh, these are just this is just a propaganda tool going against the media. Um, take a look at the montage that was put together uh, to show how evil Sinclair is. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of huh. biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same stories without checking facts first. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely 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 dangerous to our democracy. Democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 
This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. <laughs> this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Oh this boy. is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Republic. Is it a this hazard to our democracy, though? To our democracy. I'm not understanding. <laughs> that, okay. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. That's a nice job. I got You got to tip the hat to Deadspin. Uh, yes, that's that looks bad. Mm. Maybe the worst part of it is it's extremely dangerous to our democracy when we don't have a democracy. If it's dangerous to our democracy, I'm not worried about it because we don't have one. <laughs> What's extremely dangerous to our democracy is that you keep calling it a democracy. Stop it. Uh, but, you know, they act as if Sinclair is the only source that's ever done anything like this. Uh, there are talking points on the left that seem to go out in memo form. And then everybody starts using whatever phrase or whatever term they've deemed appropriate at the time to bash the right. Does anybody remember the comp- contemporaneous notes nonsense? Mr. Woolsey told several people contemporaneous, and I've spoken with them, and they've... There are contemporaneous <laughs> notes that would back right. up. There was other contemporaneous notes. Thanks, Wolf. talking about contemporaneous issues. Uh, Contem- the FBI is still doing one contemporaneous with anything they're doing, but I don't uh, think we can mm-hmm. afford... Not have a discussion contemporaneous. They're uh-huh. going to have a hard time proving it because they didn't catch him contemporaneous. That having these type of contemporaneous <laughs> memos... <laughs> and mm-hmm. we have have Director Comey's contemporaneous notes. They're called right. 302s. They are contemporaneous memos. Bob Mueller kept his contemporaneous notes. Contemporaneous notes of those conversations. What, what kind of notes are they? contemporaneous I, oh. memos say. Which is a nod, That's, again, to how powerful contemporaneous... Those notes, <laughs> the contemporaneous notes. So we're contemporaneous yeah. at the time. One reason why lawyers take contemporary notes is... <laughs> rely is on contemporary contemporaneous... <laughs> as close to a contemporaneous way. Where he has made contemporaneous... Contemporaneous memos. How contemporaneous mm-hmm. is were contemporary contemporaneous Con- at the time? <laughs> the FBI director kept contain 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 contemporaneous. Sorry, it's hard to say that word. But you needed to say it because that's the thing of the day, right? Yeah. I had to say contemporaneous, even though I've never heard or said the word before in my life. But it's in the story because that's the memo that went out. Don't tell me that they don't do this all the time. They do. Uh, all the idiots talking about guns and sharing their lack of knowledge on them over and over and over is also fun to see on the left. A comprehensive strategy. Mm-hmm. Part of it is seeing if we can get automatic weapons that kill folks, kill folks. in uh, amazing numbers in amazing out of the hands of criminals. Pistols are different. You have to pull the trigger each time. An uh-huh. assault weapon, you basically hold it, goes... No. Now, those are fully automatic weapons. Okay. This is a okay. ghost gun. <laughs> this right here has ability with a ghost 30 gun. caliber clip. A 30 caliber clip. It disperses 30 scary. bullets within half a second. No. No, it doesn't disperse 30 bullets in half a second. No. In half a second. No. Don't try to go for a gun. You've got somebody pointing a gun at you. You think you're going to be able to outshoot them? That's this, is, this is Michael Bloomberg, by the way. Stupidest things I've ever heard. But uh, some point out that's easy to say for a man who has 24-hour police protection. 24-hour armed police protection. 
when I come in to interview you, I got to go through metal detectors. There are men with guns out there. Make sure that you're safe. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's because well, I'm worth it. You're not. Thank you. Yeah, you. I mean, obviously, I have that, but you can't. I'm not saying it was the best bill, but Jeez. that was the best bill. Do you know what a barrel shot is? Particular time. I actually don't know what a barrel oh, shot okay. is. It's, <laughs> it's a shoulder thing that goes up. So great. No, it's not. So no, it's the clip it's not. that enables you to have the firepower, and yet no. So the people who have those now, mm-hmm. they're going to shoot them. And so okay. if you ban if you ban them if in the future, in the, the future, number of these high-capacity the magazines is going to is decrease going dramatically to be, over dramatic. time uh-huh. because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more. 3D. Don't try to go for a gun. <laughs> somebody pointing a gun at you. You think you're going to be able to outshoot them? That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Yeah, but that. some point out that's easy to say for oh, a man who this. has 24-hour police protection. Right. When I come in to interview you, i got to go through metal detectors. There are men with guns out there. Make the- sure that you're safe. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was the best bill, but that was the best Do bill you know they could what get a out of that particular time. I mean, it, they knew nothing about guns and and how powerful they are, what they do, whether they're automatic or semi-automatic, whether it's a clip or a magazine or bullets, they have no idea and they just keep babbling these things. Is that is that not worse than what Sinclair did with their talking points or or their their story that went out to all their stations? I mean, the left does this stuff all the time. They get together and they start they start a a phrase or a word that they like or that tested well, and then they beat it to death in the mainstream media over and over and over again. Now that's dangerous to our democracy. Ugh. Agonizing. Yeah. It is. These people are agonizing. It's bad enough that they've got an agenda that they're shoving down our throats, uh-huh. but that they have absolutely no idea what they're even talking about. And, you know, that's also reflected in this latest situation with the with the kids from Parkland. They they don't know what they're talking about. Still, to, to this day, we're going on uh, uh, six weeks now. Six weeks since you're shooting. Maybe seven weeks now. And uh, they still aren't educated in what the laws are, what the possibilities are, what the Second Amendment is. They don't have any idea. They just, they don't know. But we're supposed to just genuflect to them and accept everything they say and do as wonderful. And if they want to start a boycott of... Laura Ingram, then that's wonderful, and you can't talk about that either. And again, I'm not even—I don't—I'm not a fan of Laura Ingram, but what is happening to her now is ridiculous. It's insane. It's un-American. She used the word "wine" in a t- in a tweet. So what? So now over a dozen companies have pulled out of her show: Office Depot, Liberty Mutual. TripAdvisor, Nestle, Johnson & Johnson, uh, Joseph A. Bank, Hulu. That's the saddest one on this list. Mm. Expedia, Nutrish, Jenny Craig, can do without all those. Wayfair, no thank you. Miracle Ear, Stitch Fix, Principal, Honda. Mm. What a surprise. Mm. Progressive Insurance, <laughs> okay. which was actually founded by a progressive, progressive. and bear. 
Bear is the uh, most interesting one, perhaps, here. Uh, as was discussed on, uh, on Glenn's show earlier today, Bear Aspirin <laughs> invented Zyklon B, which was the gas used to kill the Jews in the concentration camps. And it took them until 1995 to apologize for that. I'm sorry, how, how many years was that? <sighs> Let's see if I can do the math real. 50 years. 50 years. 50 to ap- years. To apologize for their role. For gassing in, the Jews. In creating the gas that killed millions. In 1995, the story was the Bear Aspirin Company has finally apologized for the inhumane acts of its parent firm, including using Jewish slave labor during the Holocaust. I have sorrow and regret and apologize for the inhumanity in my country for what I did. I.G. Fairbin did to your people. That's That was the announcement from the head of Bear Corporation. And he said it to survivor Eli Weasel at a, at a lecture. Bear's parent company, Bear AG, was part of the German chemical conglomerate. He also used Jewish slaves at their factories during the Holocaust. And Bear Aspirin? is supposedly taking the high road on Laura Ingram yeah, she because she used the word wine yeah. in a text. You're partly responsible for the death of six million people, but you're gonna pull out uh on you're gonna pull your advertising out of somebody's show who used the word wine in a text. Yeah, there seems to be something wrong with that picture. Par for the course in the world circuit oh, twenty eighteen. Good gosh, that's unbelievable. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, if you are selling your home and it's about home selling season again, home selling and buying, this is the time people are moving into town, getting their kids out of school now because they've graduated or they ended their year. It's coming up. And so now is the time that they're thinking, well, it's time to go search for a home in, in Dallas or Houston or Dubuque, Iowa, or wherever. And if you don't have a really good realtor working with you on your home sell, on your home sale, or your or your buying experience, it can be really uh, awful for you. That's why Glenn and Tanya put together Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents across the country that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team based on their experience and their marketing plans What kind of character do they have? Character doesn't matter, apparently, in a president, but it does in your realtor. (laughs) Uh, They also use what kind of results have you got in the past, and are you a fan of the show? Because if you are, then you have something in common with the people uh, that listen to our show. So if you're trying to sell your house, of course you want to do it fast, and you want to get the most money out of it. Or if you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network.
Scott Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Tell you something. This global warming thing. Yeah. It's uh, burning up our planet. It's gotten to the point where, um, you know, it's only April 1st. Yeah. Second. You know, it's uh, second now. Yeah. Yesterday was April 1st. And it was Easter. And we live in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Okay. And uh, the high was, I think it got all the way up to 71 at one point. Well, that's where it started. Oh, holy cow. And then it just rock. plummeted from there to 50 degrees in about, I don't know, an hour, maybe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was <laughs> ridiculous. so amazing. It's gotten so hot that it completely flipped around to cold. Yeah, that's weird. Wow. How it does that. Yep. Yeah, I mean... 71, that's enough to burn your skin off your body. Yeah. But then fortunately, it, it got so hot that it just flipped back around to somewhat uh, cool and pleasant. Is that a metric <laughs> thing that we're missing some sort of uh, yeah, maybe. calculation? I will say uh, today, the northern half of the country has got snow in many locations, including the northeast where you know, yeah. New York was hit again. Mm-hmm. Um, snow in Boston, New York City, and D.C. Mm-hmm. Yep, look at that. In Iowa's April! Got, mm-hmm. Well, okay, but I was told by Democrats in the early 2000s that we'd have to explain oh, yeah. to our children what snow looked like and what it was. It's going to be really tough because they weren't they going to see it anymore. Hmm. <laughs> well, except for where, it always, where they always saw it, you know, and in, even in some places they, they didn't see it before. Sahara Desert, didn't it snow three times or something in the desert this year? <laughs> and it, it's... This is so ridiculous. Well, yeah, and we're getting reports all over the world. Yeah, just, I mean, place after place. And what do you want to bet? In a little while, when it, when it actually does heat up, they're going to call this the hottest year on record again. What do you want to bet? Every single year. No, it's the hottest on record. What are you talking about? It didn't get a... There was a summer, was it two or three summers ago, where almost every day in New York City, it was like 70, 65. Oh, yeah, that was that Remember summer that? of 2009. When we got there, right? Yeah. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Every, every day. And it, day. it happened again more recently. Okay. But then at the end of the year, hottest on record. This was an unbearably hot summer and, and uh, the year was, I think the average temperature was 114. And that'll happen when the Soviet Union mm. collapses and you take all of the weather stations that the government, the communist regime forced um, to be manned. Uh, see, w- when the Soviet Union collapsed and mm-hmm. those weather stations went away, the Earth's average temperature changed since there was nobody manning those stations in Siberia. That's one of mm. the many, many, many things um, to skew the numbers over the years. Yeah. It's, yeah. Pick up, pick up the book that we talked to Mark Morano about that he wrote mm-hmm. called... The Idiot's Guide. Uh, right? And now it's... Huh? And the Idiot's Guide to Climate Change, right? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. No, it's the Politically Incorrect Oh, Politically guide. Incorrect. I'm sorry. Politically Incorrect yeah. Guide to Climate Change. There you go. My bad. Uh, we interviewed him. Was It was just last week. Yeah, right? it was great. He's so good. And he didn't, he didn't even know um, about the Al Gore quote where he admitted that sometimes temperature drives CO2 up, not the other way around. Well, that's the whole key to their argument. That's the entire basis of their climate change claim is that because of all the CO2 in the atmosphere, it's pushed the temperature up. And he hadn't even heard this clip from Gore. The temperature goes up before the CO2 sometimes that's, goes up. Sometimes that has been true in the past. 
the opposite has also been true. What? <laughs> the opposite has also been true. Well, no, you say the opposite is the cause. So it can't be the other way around. What do you mean? Sometimes that is true, but sometimes the opposite is also true. But what I choose to focus on is what's making me a billionaire. (laughs) The world's first climate billionaire. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, this, uh, this claim and the hoax. Especially as you got beautiful weather in April um, in Dallas, and you've got snow in Boston, New York, and D.C. I mean, it's just the weather uh, changes, and it goes in cycles. And sometimes it's going to be a little bit warmer, and sometimes it's going to be a little cooler. And then a lot of times it'll be about the same as always. That sounds like weather, though. It does sound like weather, doesn't it? Just kind of. Yeah. And it sounds like the sun might have something to do with the weather on this planet. I know that's preposterous to say, but that two billion degree burning orb in the sky, <laughs> when it's more active, might just raise our temperature here. No. When it's less active, the temperatures might moderate no. a little. No, it's the tailpipe on your SUV, Pat. Oh, that okay. Yeah, I got carried away there. Yeah, for a what are you thinking? All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Darian in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Why, hello, Pat. Hi. This is your this is your former president speaking. <laughs> I would like to talk to you just for a little bit um, about <laughs> your your claims right now. Okay. I mm-hmm. hear that you're a bit of a climate change denier, it's, and I have to tell you, uh-huh. I, have to, I have to tell you that's not okay. That is the biggest issue our our generation is facing. Hmm. This and is a generations really, after. really good James K. Polk imp- impersonation. Wait, no, that's, that's not James K. Polk. That's oh. that's JFK, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would uh, I would have to tell you, and I would have to tell my fellow Americans that it's not okay what the new president is doing. But I would also like to remind you that I am on record saying that when I was in high school, I did a little blow, and that's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. I appreciate it. Who taught you how it's to a- throw a baseball, Mr. President? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no one. <sighs> That was a decent Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I got mean, the inflection there. I mean, he, he is hard to do. Yeah. And that's why very few people, well, that's not the only reason why, because everybody worshiped him. And so they didn't want to, you know, and it's, it's no, make fun of him at all. It, it's, it's not on par with my impersonation of Kevin Eubanks. So, uh, which was incredible. You see this? Do you read about this in the paper today? Kevin, do you see this in the paper today? It's crazy, Jay. Right? I mean, yeah, it's pretty hard to approach that level of genius. Of course. Really I mean, I wouldn't even want so, a mere amateur to it. No, you don't even want to try that at that. home. You'll hurt yourself. <laughs> You'll hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, CNN was talking with um, uh, he who shall not be named uh, today mm. uh, about <laughs> bullying. And this whole Laura Ingram bullying situation. Uh, take a look at this. No matter who somebody is, no matter how big or powerful they may seem, a bully is a bully, and it's important that you stand up to them. There have been multiple instances throughout Ingram's uh, professional career where she's tried calling out people, for example, at Dartmouth University because of their sexual orientation, and she told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. I don't see any apology for those people. I mean, why? It's just, it's really sad. It's disturbing to know that somebody could cause... 
could bully so many people and just get away with it, especially to the level that she did. But I think now, with advertisers standing with us, we can accomplish oh anything. The word bully stands out because some people are calling Kettle. you a bully. In fact, a conservative commentator, Eric Erickson, I want to read you uh, what he has said. He said, having Boycott someone Eric apologize Erickson to now. you and then refusing to accept it unless conditions are met is what bullies do. Kettle. What do you say to that? Well, yeah. What? I don't agree with it. He... <laughs> Just like Laura, she can have her opinion, he can uh, have his. Wait, Laura can them, have her opinion? Um, but I don't agree with it personally. <laughs> Laura Ingram powerful. has invited you back on it's her powerful. show for a, quote, productive discussion. Would you consider doing that? No. I would only consider doing that and if. after she apologizes to all the people that she's hurt throughout her professional career because, <laughs> oh of, her, uh, because of her immaturity and unprofessionalism. It's not right, and I think she oh needs to apologize gosh. to those people that she's hurt. Oh, my Why did you gosh. play that? Pat, why did you play that? I was having a pretty good Monday. Uh, it's right at the top of our list here. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm, I'll have to talk to Sarah. The number one story on the blaze. I don't okay. know that you can avoid it, but that is agonizing. So he wants her to apologize. That changed to he wants yeah. uh, fo- her to apologize for Fox. Now he wants her to make it right to apologize for, for everything, everything she's, she's ever, ever done in her, in her career. Everything she's ever done. In her career, when she apologizes for that, why then maybe he'd consider it. But he's not the bully. She is. Because she used the word wine in a tweet about him. Oh, I mean, that's egregious, though. Let's be honest. I mean, that's right. That's taking it to a whole new level there. That's, I mean, you know, now you're talking Nazism. Sure. I mean, I I didn't want to use the word. Well, no, it applies here. So you have to. Laura Ingram. Sometimes you're. Forced into using the word Nazi. And, You're right. And this is one of those instances. I stand corrected. You can't say wine without being a jackbooted thug of a Nazi. You can't. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Triple A 900 3393. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Here. So anyway, I'm out with my girlfriend, yeah. and uh, and I, I hope we're not on the area because I, I saw you at the restaurant. That's why I bought you dinner. It's Kimberly, uh, right? You didn't want him to tell Amber you were out. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't realize you didn't off. even see me. I'm gonna pay him off. I didn't realize you didn't even see me. I wouldn't have bought you dinner. Oh, we're uh-huh. on the air, guys. Guys, we're on the air. You're out with your. Oh, never mind. Time for chewing the fat. No with idea Jeffy. what you're talking about. But anyway, you're welcome. Yeah. Right. I mean, either way. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you have $100 to pay for my dinner plus yours? No. Everybody knows that's not true. So, But thanks anyway. Oh, I, I didn't say I paid for mine. <laughs> true. Somebody else who saw you across the way uh, paid for yours, right? So you No, I paid for yours, and I just bolted. Uh, okay. Paid for it. Right. Hey, the, I really want to take care of that guy over there. <laughs> you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, don't tell him. But why? Whatever you do, then I bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why, why would you pay for Pat's meal, though? He uh, wouldn't, 
because he didn't because <laughs> he's a, never been to the place and he has where what restaurant was it you know the place that i take my girlfriend <laughs> yeah which is where <laughs> i can't say that out loud i don't want people to know where i go and we're finding out yeah okay. all right the wife was busy so what's up today? What do we have? <laughs> we're safe, yeah. right? We're safe. We're safe. The satellite didn't hit us. I was. Yeah. I looked up all day. Me too. Uh, through Saturday and Sunday, I was always all Live day uh, outside. Yep. I'm, I'm looking up, waiting for that thing to come down. Because you and never then, know; it could have come down right on your head. Right. You, we didn't know. And it came down uh, just northwest of Tahiti, mm-hmm. out yep. there, almost to the space junkyard out there in the Pacific, mm-hmm. and uh, came down uh, late yesterday, last night. And uh, I love the uh, uh, the European Space Agency uh, in advance said, uh, it's going to break up over water. Don't worry about it. But China's Space Agency, mm, oh, it's going to be uh, Sao, Sao Paulo, Brazil, shortly before uh, shortly before the moment. It's going to be Brazil. Uh, nope. Uh, Pacific. <laughs> Sorry. No, they had no idea. Sorry. Wow. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, anyway, we're safe. That's, uh, that's all. I don't have to. Thing came down. <sighs> worry about it anymore. It's a close one. I was, man, it was I was a close worried. one. Yeah, it didn't, was didn't quite hit the X were, that they marked no, in the No, it did not either. quite hit the X at all. <laughs> did not hit the X at all. Uh, we also had um, we had Google, again, snubbing Easter. I want to thank them for that. Oh, nice did they? Yeah, just the generic, I didn't even, yeah. I didn't go, it was 18th, just the regular? Yep. 18th year in a row. You've got to be kidding me. 18th year in a row. It's nice of them. Thanks, Google. We appreciate it. Don't you don't you worry about it. Now when they were cont- They'll do the inventor of toe cheese who died in 1602 <laughs> but they won't do Easter? When that's contacted unreal. by Fox News, Google said we don't have doodles for religious holidays. Well, that's in not line true. with our current doodle guidelines. Oh, doodles it's... may appear for some non-religious celebrations that have wow. grown out of religious holidays such as Valentine's Day, uh, Holly's Festival of Colors, uh, but uh we don't include religious imagery or symbolism as part of these. Among the holidays the tech giant regularly mm. celebrates uh, with Google Doodles, mm-hmm. uh, Earth Day, Martin Luther King Day, Lunar New Year, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Tochi's inventor as well, don't forget. But yeah. Yeah. We're, not, we're not doing Easter. They haven't done Ramadan ever? I don't think so. Uh, according, according to this story, they have not. I don't know the answer to that, but I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm. Uh, so you know, I don't, I don't know that. Wow, that would have been that would have been a, if they had done Ramadan, that would have been the story because that that would have caused would that so, would have yeah. caused a bigger firestorm. Yeah, right. Especially if they like if they do Ramadan now, they'll have to do Easter right next year. Yeah, uh, I guess they don't have to do anything. They can they're Google. They got their own company. They can do whatever the heck they want. But I mean, they, they would pretty much have to to mm-hmm. to stay with <laughs> within being burned down. Be bad. Uh, rest in peace, Stephen Bochco, 74, passed oh. away. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, finally passed away. He's oh, been he's been really sick. Um, I didn't realize how sick he'd been uh, at uh, at 74. But uh, in 2014, he received a stem cell transplant from a, an anonymous 23-year-old. He's been fighting for, leukemia, for leukemia. Oh. And uh, it finally mm. got him. And in 2016, he met the guy that was the anonymous donor. Mm. That say you know lengthened his life, mm. but uh, he uh, he passed away this weekend. And my fa- I began to uh, he talked about when he first uh, got the job for Hill Street Blues, which is one of his biggest first shows that was a big time hit. 
Uh, he said, I began to hear the words about myself. He's arrogant. He's this. He's that. My attitude was, call me what you will, but I know I have a great project here. I don't know how many great projects there's going to be in my life. I'm not going to screw this one up. I'd rather not do it. They virtually, and they folded on everything. They gave him everything he wanted. He said, uh, mm. do it my way or we're not doing NYPD it. NYPD Blue. Right? And it paid off for yeah. Hill Street Blues. But NYPD Blue is another one of his. Yes, L.A. Law. He brought the those, bare yes. buttocks. I, I loved the prime Hill Street Blues. I loved NYPD yeah. Blue. I LA really Law. loved L.A. Law. It's kind of a big guy for you, L.A. Yeah. Law, though. No. It was on network television in the, in no, the late the 80s, thing, early 90s. Uh, that, was that was fine. That's fine. You sure? I can't take it. Okay. It's not a big guy for you. It's not a big you, guy for Pat. you. No, it's Would really you not. stop? No. You know what I'm talking about. Same fits for you, too, most of the time. <laughs> Rest in peace, Winnie Mandela, too. She just passed away. Mm-hmm. The ex uh, mm-hmm. at 81. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just sad to see people go. Like this guy who died uh, with from too much uh, anti-diarrhea medication. Something has got to be done, Pat Gray. <laughs> Something has got to be oh, done. No. What was the what happened? This too much Pennsylvania X-lax? man uh, took too much anti-diarrhea medication, which is what the modium. Oh, and uh, the modium, and uh, it's too. It's got to be something's got to be done. It's over-the-counter medication. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, it's re- used to reduce the frequency of diarrhea. Uh, you're only supposed to take eight milligrams a day. What he takes. Something's got to be done. There's no reports on what he had in his system, mm-hmm. uh, but Concrete. they're saying that that is the reason. Wow. How's lunch working out for the audience? (laughs) (laughs) You liking this? So, uh, be careful out there. Be careful what you take. Something's got to be done. I mean, he realizes Mm -hmm. at some point you're going to have to go, sir. So, I'll have medication for that. Uh (laughs) And uh, our affluenza boy, Ethan Couch, right here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, as we coined a term for America and the world, (sighs) affluenza. Uh, Ethan Couch, he was just uh, just let go, just out of jail right now. Released from the Texas Denton County, uh, Tarrant County Detention Center in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, he's off on his own now. He was he's the rich probation. kid who was drunk driving. Is that right? That's right. And he killed he four people. Killed four people. Yeah, and they and he killed four people. And is the psychologist uh, convinced uh, the judge and the group that uh, that he was suffering from affluenza. being too affluent. His upbringing led to a pervasive oh, irresponsibility that, that is... left him incapable of possessing a common sense of right and wrong. Well, and his mom took him out of the country for a while. At the end, right? well, that they was were... because he, he broke uh, he broke uh, parole. Right, he was uh-huh. out and he wasn't supposed to be drinking. And then they, he posted a video of and him partying. Did. Yeah. And drinking, so mom skips to Mexico. So he's done his whole sentence already? He's done his whole uh, time? And he's out? You know, you, know, you know he got caught in Mexico, though? That's my favorite part of the story. Yeah. They go to Mexico, mom sneaks him out of the country, goes down to Puerto Vallarta, uh-huh. and they order a Domino's pizza. They caught him by, oh, there's a cell phone pinging right there. Wow. They're in Puerto Vallarta, go get him. Wow. So, uh, so, so he's done with his prison sentence. So he's out, he's out, on, he's, he's out on probation now. Boy, the mad people are, they're oh. mad. He was given well, 10 years yeah. probation, so he got out on what good behavior or He's whatever? He's been leaving. He, this is, and as he left, and I love this, he, he wow. walks out of the, the county detention center, uh, doesn't say anything, but gets into his black tinted black window Tesla, drives <laughs> off. Wow, nice. That says mm-hmm. it all right there. Yes, it does. Um, by the way, um, G. Dick Miller, the psychologist who uh, said that yeah. the term, effluenza, he says, uh, quote, I wish I hadn't used that term. Everyone seems to have hooked on it. 
Yeah, because it's yeah. a good term. And then he said, "It uh, worked." He said, "We used to call these people spoiled brats." Well, then yeah. He well, just they, used he them. was looking for something to use in court, you know, instead of spoiled brats, right? Mm-hmm. Spoiled brat, spoiled brat makes somebody look bad mm-hmm. in court. Affluenza makes them look better, right? It looks like there's a, mm-hmm. a problem. It's mm-hmm. not your fault. Yep. Um. So anyway, he's he's out. He's got. He just wants to get on with his life. Look, he said, "Look, Ethan has already said through." I mean, he he didn't say, but. Through his people, mm-hmm. um, he said that Ethan feels true remorse for the terrible consequences of his actions. Of course, he now does. he didn't say this. I mean, his attorney, right? His attorney said this. Uh, now, nearly five years after this horrific event, Ethan does not wish to draw attention to himself and request privacy, so he may focus on successfully completing his community supervision and going forward as a law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Isn't that special? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about those four people that were just alongside the road, James. That's so sad. Wow. It sure was. And still is. Mm. No question. Now, this weekend, of course, was April Fool's. Mm. And uh, there were some fantastic April Fool's uh, jokes Franks. being paid uh, mm-hmm. around the world, actually. And a lot of people got in on it. Tesla got into it, That's talking about going thing, bankrupt. Then? That's an international Pretty thing. much. Yeah, okay, uh, cool. I mean, there was the uh, Virgin Atlantic. Uh, and these companies are creating ads for the interwebs for this. I mean, Virgin Atlantic uh, <laughs> created their spinning class uh, airline. Uh, take it now. Welcome to Virgin Australia Spin Class, the world's first in-flight cycling studio. We've partnered with our friends at Virgin Active to get your heart racing above the clouds and work up a sweat on longer flights in our purpose-built spin studio. Our crew will provide a menu of classes and session times for you to choose from. There are sessions for jet lag prevention, relaxed cruising above the clouds and our spin and sleep class, which we know nighttime travellers will love. Forget business class pyjamas because you'll receive specially designed spin class activewear to use during your session. Come on now. The team at Virgin Active have specifically designed classes to achieve optimal in-flight heart rate and maximum calorie afterburn. You will find a safety instruction card located at the top of your bike. Please take the time to look at it before your class begins. Your spin bikes are located at the front, middle and rear of the studio and they're equipped with a water bottle for maintaining hydration. (laughs) Adjust your seat to the required height, fasten your feet onto the pedals and once in the upright position, you're ready to take off in your active wear. Passengers can also earn velocity points for each kilometre cycled. So the harder you spin, the more you'll grin. Upon returning to your seat, our cabin crew will greet you with a hot towel and refreshments so you can kick back and enjoy the rest of your flight. Geared up to try Virgin Australia's spin class on your next flight? We look forward to welcoming you on board soon. Uh, not true. Well, uh, I mean, there's uh, they had all kinds of uh, IPAs for uh, uh, balloons and beer, uh, new new balloon beer businesses, uh, new uh, Jurassic World dinosaur detection system, <laughs> glass of water. Uh, where's Waldo? Google Maps. Uh, one of my favorites is the uh, is the uh, REI zip all suit. We don't have to play it. I, I I have it. We can play it. But it's a it's the REI uh, co op zip all suit, and it's just a suit with. A, a massive amount of zippers in everywhere possible that you can imagine. That's their new suit <laughs> nice. uh, that they're creating for people out there. That is, uh, it's like, no, that's not really good. <laughs> and then uh, Sprint has their. Uh, this actually would be really cool if it were actually true with the the Sprint uh, soccer ball mm. uh, that uh, could be your uh, 
be your Sprint Magic Ball. The innovation game. At Sprint, it's in our DNA. Our goal? Build the best network for our customers. And today, we're scoring big. Meet Sprint Magic Ball. The world's first portable all-wireless small cell featuring technology from our award-winning Sprint Magic Box. Wherever it lands, Sprint Magic Ball will provide great gameplay, better data coverage, and faster downloads for Sprint customers. As millions roll out to homes, fields, and stadiums across the country, we'll kick Sprint's next-gen network densification into high gear on our way to launching Sprint 5G in 2019. It's the future untethered. The possibilities are endless. Sprint. We're changing the game. One ball at a time. Ah, yeah, that's not real. Uh, T-Mobile had sidekicks. They created a commercial with uh, uh, with uh, phones and uh, sidekicks on uh, on tennis shoes. Hmm. Uh, they had the uh, Black Pack Zero Strap Backpack, which was really funny because uh, it <laughs> sounds good, but until you get to the actual end. And then uh, I wish I had... Uh, uh, I'll tell you about uh, my favorite one, which we don't have the video for. But this is a new ad that I think actually they're setting you up for this because this quite possibly could be something that uh, could happen in the future on how they ID you. We're now more connected than we ever have been. Effectively placing security and convenience at war. But if we're all unique, all different, Why is authentication so hard? Introducing a revolutionary breakthrough in biometrics. Truly frictionless security. From the same company that pioneered deep neural networks for voice authentication, we bring you the freedom to log in anywhere without effort. Leveraging the latest in biometric research. Pin Drop brings you tongue printing. Lick your phone. So good. <laughs> Which is so good. one of the nastiest germ riddled products you have anywhere uh, in the world. So Lexus creates That's a, great. So Lexus creates a, creates one about a DNA Lexus. And all you do is come in and spit into their DNA holder, and they'll create a car for you, designed <laughs> specifically for you within 48 hours. That's awesome. <laughs> and, that is uh, awesome. And they show the they show the lady, and in 48 hours she gets her car, and you know it's got everything she needs. The windows are tinted right. The front <laughs> the front uh, the front windshield is her seeing what she needs for eyeglasses. All from a everything DNA is swab. perfect. Right, all from a DNA swab. And the most perfect way is you don't even need a key because all you have to do is lick the steering <laughs> to start and off you go love it so good yeah it's so good and then of course uh you know we had uh uh burger king come up with the chocolate whopper really which, which actually you know yeah really gonna be bad uh you know had the airbnb so they came up with a share bed that people sharing the other half of their bed mm-hmm. it's wasted space carl's jr in honor of steven spielberg uh we're changing the name of our charborough sliders to spielbergers 
Hey, Spielberg hasn't signed off yet, but we assume he's cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And so there's some really good ones, and some companies are really starting to have a lot of fun with it. So hmm. I mean, I'm looking forward to next year when we actually have some uh, some uh, spots that'll be worthy. Maybe we should hmm. try to have some. Ready. Uh, Maybe. You know what? Sure. Is it going to fall on a Monday? Because that's always the best time. Uh, yeah, when it's on the weekend, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, you can't really do, but what, do April Fool's jokes on the second on the or, or the 30th. If you'll recall, Pat Gray, when we were in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, on April Fool's Day, which fell on a Monday, so people didn't realize that, oh, we're in a new month now, um, that Monday morning, uh, it was in the middle of the Enron uh, hubbub, and they took the name Enron Field off of the Astro Stadium. Right. The season was just about to begin. They didn't know what they were going to name it. Were they going to get a new sponsor? And we had this fake story that you pulled off beautifully by saying that the city council, which in Houston has so many members, you can just make up names and people won't realize that there aren't real names. They voted to name it after the after current the mayor, mayor, who people despised, yeah, Lee P. Brown. Hated Lee P. Brown Field, now where the great. Houston Astros will play, and people lit up the phones. They I were bet. so angry. I'm not going to Astros games this year. I bet that's a local, that's a news story, man. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. that's a television news story saying it's not real. Yeah. Good times. Oh, yeah. That's times. good. That's <laughs> yeah. really good stuff. All right. Uh, America's schools are not what they were when we were growing up. When I was growing up, they were. I, I don't remember them being little indoctrination camps. They were That's safe. That's how well you were indoctrinated. By yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't even know it. Uh, but there is something you can do about it now. And you don't have to be the person who drives the educational process. You can turn to Freedom, of Pro- Freedom Project Academy. Bring your kid home from, home from the public school system and put them in, enroll them in this online school. It is fully accredited. accredited. It's Judeo-Christian. It's a classical education, which is how our founders learned. And it's for kindergartners all the way through high schoolers. It's an incredibly interactive education. Uh, All of the classes are live with live students all across the country. And Freedom Project Academy doesn't take a penny of government money. So they're not beholden to them in any way. They can teach your kids how to think, not what to think. And you can't do any better than that. No kidding. You can enroll your kids... Full time, or just start with a single class. Whatever, uh, whatever you want, and whatever your your budget dictates. It's freedomforschool.com. Go there, get your free information packet. You'll find all the information there. Enrollment ends in July, but the classes fill up fast. So go to freedomforschool.com and tell them Pat sent you. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. At the box office over the weekend, uh, Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One was number one, as you would probably expect. But it only made forty one million, and it cost a hundred and seventy five million oh, to make. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they've got a ways to go. Uh, fifty three million since it opened last uh, Thursday. So 
I don't know if that's going to get there. Spielberg's movies have not done as well. Even though I kind of liked it. We we went uh, as a family on Friday or Saturday. I don't know, one of those days. And it was it's pretty good. I mean, is it great? No, but it's pretty It's pretty good. Now, it looks like to me, not knowing mm-hmm. anything about it, it mm-hmm. looks like a high-tech Jumanji. Is that accurate or no? Yeah, kind of. Mm. Jumanji slash Tron. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, you put those two movies together, you have Ready Player One. Okay. Uh, Tyler Perry's Acrimony was number two at $17 million. I, I have never heard of that. Black Panther still hanging in there at number three. Wow. Eleven million this weekend, six hundred and fifty million since it came out. It's over, well over half a billion dollars. That's just in North America. Wow! So that's impressive. So whenever you read these numbers, these They're are North, North American America. numbers. Yep. Wow. I can only imagine the story about the Mercy Me lead singer. Uh, that brought in another ten point seven million. It's Love up it. to fifty five million since it came out. Now that movie I really liked a lot. That's that's a great movie. It costs them seven million to make. It's wow. made fifty five million back. That have you awesome. seen it yet? I have not. I really I, I like the band. We we listened to their Christmas music, so I was kind of familiar with them just from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since the movie came out and we liked it so much, kind of checked out the other Mercy Me uh, catalog. They're really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. <clears throat> Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising made another uh, $9.2 million. So that's up to $45 million in two weeks. It cost $150 million to make. And that's the one with our future president? Yes. Okay. The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Gnomes, which looks incredibly stupid. Does this sound? Wait, I have not even heard of this. Sherlock, Sherlock Gnomes? Gnomes? Yeah, it's the Gnome movie. And he's a Sherlock Holmes gnome. <laughs> I don't get the gnome thing, but, you know, I guess I don't need to. Okay, I tell you what. Uh, I will sit through 24 <clears throat> hours straight of Sherlock gnomes mm-hmm. without leaving my chair if I never have to hear David Hogg ever again. Uh, you Is that know, a good trade-off? I don't know if I can make that deal with you, actually. Okay. On either end. Okay. But Just saying. 888 More Pack Grand Leash coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and a pat unleashed. Got this from Kaboom. The only hog I want today, bacon. <laughs> uh, from Ross, teens <laughs> snorting condoms, but we have to ban AR-15s and repeal the Second Amendment. Yeah, I think not. Uh, Vicki Johnston, new show slogan, Pat Gray, raising my blood pressure so you don't have to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Brent out of shape. The hardest... Hardest part of doing an Obama impersonation is spewing communist rhetoric with sincerity and conviction. <laughs> uh, from Caitlin, I already canceled my Hulu subscription because of the Laura boycott. I don't even like her. <laughs> now, if I want to be consistent, I got to cancel my Stitch Fix subscription too. Ugh! Stop informing me, Pat. I want to live in ignorance. Yes, I hear that. <laughs> I don't even know what is Stitch Fix. I don't. Uh, I don't know what that is. I looked this up. Uh... 
I guess you uh, sign up with the subscription service, uh, and I don't know, they, they have a stylist that sends you <laughs> stuff, like uh, clothing. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's from, sort of a tailoring the, thing. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Personalize your wardrobe there sort is. of deal. Yep. Uh, you know, Stephen Hawking passed away last week, and uh, he issued, I guess, a kind of a dire warning before he died. He's He was sort of into dire warnings. It seems like uh, in the last while uh, before he died, Cambridge professor co-authored a new research paper about the collapse of our universe as the star's energy run out and uh, talked about what happened before the Big Bang. Are you a believer in the Big Bang theory? I personally don't buy that. Hmm. I'd like to hear from people. Do, do, do you believe in the Big Bang theory? 888 just all of a sudden exploded and then everything spun into where it is now hmm. and that... we just happened to be the exact the exact distance from the sun that we needed to be in the exact right orbit well could that not be um creation could it be the way god created things hmm. yeah i guess so yeah maybe i don't tend to think it is but do you maybe i don't you do. know man i don't know anything so I just defer to Carrie. That's on a stuff. really good point, Carrie. Whatever Don't you think, tell the kids. You know, you're the pastor. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here, so I have no idea, man. Uh, his funeral. Let's see, was that yesterday at two o'clock in Cambridge? Thousands uh, flocked across the, uh, across the world to pay their final respects to him. He died on March 14th. He wrote how our universe will fade into nothingness as the stars rapidly lose their energy. Mm. How rapidly? I mean, are we talking yeah, millions of years or a the couple next of 10 hours? Minutes. I think in the next 10 to 15 minutes. So oh. Get yourself ready. Oh, good. So so there's hope for <laughs> us to be completely destroyed now that the space station has crashed yes. into the ocean. Now yes. our next chance is just the stars collapsing. Cool. The paper also revealed how the esteemed professor's colleagues could try to detect evidence of a multiverse from a spaceship, proving our world is one of many universes created by Big Bangs. Uh, he also explained before he died that there was no such thing as time before the Big Bang. Huh. That's interesting. It's, uh, uh. That kind of stuff freaks me out. Yeah, I like it. I like this. <laughs> before the origin of the universe, our current concept of time didn't exist, and there was simply a bent state of space-time, according to Professor Hawking. Since events before the Big Bang have no observational consequences, one may may as well cut them out of the theory and say that time began at the Big Bang. Kind of makes sense. Events before it are simply not defined because there's no way one could measure what happened to them. Hmm. Um, so he never won the Nobel Prize. Really? And he was you know, up for it many times. I don't, they never gave it to him. That's interesting. I thought he had one, but they... So now that he's dead, I guess you can't win it. Not like um, a Lifetime Achievement Award or something they could do? Like a yeah. Nobel? <laughs> like posthumous? It no? should, but oh. I don't think they do that. <clears throat> uh, but he's surprised right now because he right, he didn't believe in God. Hmm. So he believes there's just, I mean, nothing. You die and you're put in a hole and that's the end. So he's been pleasantly surprised in the last couple of weeks. Good for him. That's wonderful. That's great. He did win the Presidential Medal of Freedom, by the way. Yeah, he, yes, right. Even though he's not American. So why are Brits winning Presidential Medal of Freedoms? Uh, why? 
He's won a lot of prizes, but you're right. None of them were the uh, Nobel for nothing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is. But the Big Bang is is fascinating to me, especially since a lot of scientists are now wavering on it, thinking, yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah, I don't think it does either. Uh, but, you know, it, because it's like the accidental nature of it. It just exploded. And here we are, millions of years later, billions of years later, we just, everything turned out so perfectly with the weather and the climate, the distance from the the Wait. sun, our star was just <laughs> in the right place. The other uh, planets just happened to orbit the way they do and and uh, everything's accidentally great. I have a question. Uh-huh. Okay. How intricate do you think God was involved in the creating of mountains and oceans and rivers and whatnot? You think he had like a, did he just use his finger, you know, and be like, there's the Rocky Mountains and all that good stuff? Or did he let the natural natural process uh, occur? Is that what you're saying? I, I, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying, to honestly. Where like canyons would be carved out of the water and all of that. I guess, does it take, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. does it take a similar kind of faith to believe that as it does in the Big Bang? Why can't that just be more of a uh, universal it- it could. Um, creation. I mean, there's people who believe that evolution is part of the process. Right. Is part of God's process. Mm-hmm. He created whatever, you know, amoeba, and then it just grew into all kinds of different life forms, and eventually we evolved from apes. I I don't see how that fits into the Adam and Eve story, though. I think you'd have to discount the Adam, because mm-hmm. Adam and Eve's parents see. would have been subhuman, which doesn't seem to work to me, but I, I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I say, Carrie, why don't you just handle these questions? Uh, you can feel right. these from the kids, and I'm just going to be watching the Falcons <laughs> right. lose, so you go talk to them. <laughs> Thanks. Some of we here. just won't worry about it. Yeah. We'll just, uh, whatever. Just whatever. Seriously. Daddy, where did we come from? I don't know. Go ask your mom. Seriously. They're, have, Shut up, kid. You bother me. Yeah. I, can't you see I'm uh, drinking a beer here and having a smoke? Get Do out. Do you have a camera and microphone in my house, Pat Gray? <laughs> Because it's like verbatim yeah. what you just went through that happens in my house on a regular basis. I don't know. Mm. Go away. Well, if we did evolve, uh, I think the process has reversed itself and now we're devolving. <laughs> yeah. So. Well said. Yeah, that's that's kind of a problem. And that's where you run into things like the Laura Ingram boycott for uh, saying the word wine in a tweet. I, I just wanted to go over the um, sponsors again that are boycotting her show over the word wine, I guess. <laughs> Office Depot, Liberty Mutual Insurance, and those people, thank you for pulling off because I don't want to watch your stupid commercials anymore. I hate them. And they run over and over and over and over again. You know the kid who has a flat tire out in the middle of nowhere? He and his friend are there. They got their flashers on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tires yeah. flat. He's talking on the phone to his dad, and his dad says, "You know, get a get a tire iron, or what yeah. is it?" He tells him to get lug wrench. Lug wrench. Get a lug wrench. Is this a lug wrench? Yeah. Are you sixteen t- year old kid? And then even the Liberty Mutual mom who's yep. standing there with her kid by the Statue of Statue Liberty. Statue of Liberty in the background. Yep. We called Liberty Mutual, and they came. And your sixteen year old kid. Hmm. Can't change a tire? Knows how to work a phone, though, apparently. Come on. Really? Why don't you teach the kid how to change a flat tire? Maybe that would be helpful. 
<laughs> anyway, I hate those spots. They're yeah, but stupid. that's the generation that's changing the Bill of Rights. They're changing the Bill of Rights. So... Yes. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Isn't that great? They're so active. I love how active they are. They're so smart. They're yeah. so interested. They're active. Yeah. So Office Depot, Liberty Mutual, TripAdvisor, wouldn't use them again, Nestle. Nestle sucks anyway. Yeah. I would draw everything I ever said about Nestle being better than Hershey. It's just not true. Yeah, I agree. Johnson & Johnson, uh, Joseph A. Bank. You've seen how I dress. I'm not going there anyway. Yeah, brother. <clears throat> Hulu, uh, there's your there's your tough one. How committed are you? I didn't hear what you said there. Hulu. I cannot. Uh, my <laughs> headphones are just like they're not connected. Hello, Jack. Is it working? Nope. Expedia, yeah. Nutrish, which is from what I understand, crappy filler laden pet food. Why would you put your pet through that? You don't love your pet if you use Nutrish. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jenny Craig. <laughs> That stuff tastes like garbage. Yeah. Rid you some, baby. Wayfair, which I would never use anyway. Mm. Miracle Ear. Uh, Stitch Fix, mm. as we've mentioned. Principal. Honda. Mm. Another tough one. If you've yeah. got a Honda car, what are you going to do Again, about it? Again, the headphone jack not working right now for me. You didn't me. hear that Did one? Did not hear what you just do said. Do you own a Honda? Yeah, apparently. I own two. Okay. <laughs> you like Hondas? I do. Progressive Insurance. Of course, the progressives are going to be progressive and drop out of this. And then Bear. I love that one because, <laughs> oh, the hypocrisy. <laughs> Jeez. That one's tasty. It took Bear, as, again, half a century to apologize for Zyklon B. They supplied the Nazis with Zyklon B to gas the Jews in concentration camps. <sighs> and it took them till 1995 before they said, hey, we're... You know, remember the Zyklon B thing? Mm-hmm. Killed close to six million people. Yeah, sorry we supplied that. Half a century it took them to apologize, but don't but discount it, they the got fact. right on yeah, don't discount the word this. wine in yeah. a text. Yeah, Luring Room said wine. Bang! They're right on it. Yeah, you better, you got to nip that stuff in the bud. You really do, mm-hmm. and thank goodness. Uh, they have avoided another catastrophe by pulling out of Laura Ingram's show. So stupid. So unbelievably hypocritical. Uh, and these are all pretty famous uh, sponsors, p- pretty well-used products. Uh, it's not clear how long they'll be out. You know, sometimes they do this just to avoid the initial uh, hassle of this. Just to say, okay, stop tweeting us. We pulled off the show. Then they let it die down, and then they're right back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's going to be the case. If it is that kind of pandering, they shouldn't be allowed back on. Rush did that with one of his sponsors. I forget who it was. Somebody pulled off, and they pulled off early. And then they wanted right back on after it died down a little bit. And he's like, nope, sorry. Not going to, no. Yeah, pretty powerful. I think I know who that is, but I'm not going to say. I got to look this up. You'll tell me later, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll tweet um, this out if, if I if I confirm this what you're talking about I'm going to tweet it out later. All right, at the Blaze Keith, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So there's uh, some sponsors to think of if uh, you know you don't necessarily want to support somebody who's uh, that cowardly that they pull out of a show based on the fact that the host wrote the word wine uh, to describe the musings of a person who was 
Well, whining about not getting into college. Um, CosmoHurtsKids.com is a mission started by Victoria Hurst. Her family's company, the Hearst Corporation, actually pu- publishes Cosmo, which makes for a really interesting situation. But she's not trying to take away their First Amendment rights. She's not trying to drive them out of business. The goal here is to have material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo like it is other forms of pornography. Now, if you hadn't really considered the fact that Cosmo is pornography, you know, some of the wonderful articles that your kids can read if they can have access to this are things like uh, 31 mind-blowing sex positions uh, for lesbians. And then it comes with the uh, wonderful drawings as well. So you make no mistake about it. Sex positions for the lady-loving ladies in the crowd. Where have these been all your life? Yeah, if you want a 13-year-old to wonder that, where has that been all my life? (laughs) Then don't bother. But if you think maybe that shouldn't be in your kids' hands, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. Walmart actually took the step to remove Cosmo from the checkout lines, which is a nice first step. That's great. But what needs to happen is it for is for Cosmo not be not to be purchased by kids eighteen and or under eighteen years old. So visit CosmoHurtsKids.com if you feel that way too. CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. a play called um, Kill Climate Deniers. Yeah, because that's fine. <laughs> that's kind of right? funny, too. <laughs> that's real funny. Murder. Six <laughs> percent <laughs> 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 of us apparently agree with it. Oh, that's true. That's so true. Oh, That's a pretty big... Uh, yeah, six percent think uh, thou shalt not kill is... Six uh, percent think that's not really a thing anymore. That's fine, man. Whatever, dude. And so uh, that they would have a play called Kill Climate Deniers. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know anybody that um, that denies there is such a thing? That would be me. As climate change? Yeah. Are you going to yeah, kill me now? Me too. You're going to murder me right here on the air? Uh, no. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to wait until people can't see me on camera and do it. Wait. So like the next commercial break? You you know, well, no, because there's still here? cameras and they still roll. Okay. Yeah, might wait till we're out of this building. Okay. Do you know anybody who hears the word climate and says, nah, you can't fool me. That's just made up stuff. <laughs> no, nobody knows uh, anybody who's actually denying there's climate. The thing we <laughs> deny is that the climate change is caused by humans, of course. Um, but they they attach the word deniers to it as well because then that equates you with a Holocaust denier. And of course, that's despicable. And they want it to be as despicable as possible. Bless you. Uh, so, there, the new play in Australia, Ooh, written with the uh, subtlest title ever Kill Climate Deniers. A synopsis was uh, provided by killclimateDeniers.com. 
as a classic rock band takes the stage in Parliament House's main hall, 96 armed eco-terrorists storm the building and take the entire government hostage. Australia, huh? Threatening, yes, to execute everyone unless Australia ends global warming tonight. (laughs) Now, the embattled environment minister has no choice but to pick up a gun and stand up for her, her ideals, pushing back against the threat which has engulfed her country one terrorist at a time. Sounds good. Doesn't man. that sound great? Can, should we go on this weekend? Why is that not on Broadway and then all across the country in a, in a touring uh, presentation? Oh, give it time. I'm sure it'll get there eventually. What about Kill Climate Deniers on Ice? When is Disney going to do that? Well, that franchise, it'll get there. It will. It'll get there. Just be patient. All right. But no, it, it's so bad hard enough. to wait for because it sounds so good. <laughs> so good, right? It's 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 climate. Now we have to deal not only with the definition, the absurd definition that we're climate deniers, but now mm-hmm. now now we're just talking about murdering us. Yeah. So whatever. I just yeah. The world makes. But no it's sense. our extremist rhetoric yeah. that is the problem. That's, let's let's yeah. also not forget that. Yeah, because see, you're murdering the planet. Right. Okay? They just want to murder you, yeah. which would keep you from murdering, murdering the, the planet. planet. It's a greater good thing, you see. Sure, that. sure. Ugh. Here's a guy who uh, wasn't turned down by four colleges, but instead applied to 20 of the best colleges in the country and got a full-ride scholarship to wow. all of them. <laughs> Whoa. 17-year-old from Houston applied to 20 of the best universities in the U.S. He was admitted to every single one with a full ride and $260,000 in additional scholarship offers. Wow. Overachiever. He says it's something I'm proud of because I see my hard work paying off, determination paying off, sacrifices paying off. Yeah, that's awesome. Of those 20, he listed his top eight choices as... uh, Harvard, Princeton, Northwestern, Yale, University of Pennsylvania, Stanford, Georgetown, and Vanderbilt. Well, I mean, those are just scrub schools. Man. Yeah, whatever. Count. What, you don't even have Tarrant Community College on say, there? It's like a Not even on college. there. What are you doing? Where is that? Huh. Yeah. Idaho State. What's wrong with that? Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Go Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Idaho State and Pocatello, sure. Idaho. There's not a thing wrong with it. Currently a senior at Marabou B. Lamar High School. They just call it Lamar High. Mm. Uh, Michael's been heavily involved in his school's debate team, mock trial, and student government for years. Wow. He's also volunteered cool. for political campaigns. Citing oh. his interest. Okay, here's oh, where the story gets ugly. See, no, don't do it, this. This was a feel-good story until it takes an ugly don't turn. Don't tell me. Do not tell me. Which campaign he volunteered for, please. Citing his interest to the moment I saw Barack Obama get elected. Ah, dang it. You ruined the story. You just killed the whole story, man. He's set on majoring in political science, but is also considering a second degree in economics. Man, his his career in school (laughs) mirrors almost exactly mine. Uh Uh-huh, yeah? Yeah, it's just very, very similar. But you only had the 19 full-ride scholarships offered, so don't don't try to put yourself in the same league as him, Pat Gray. Let's call it 19-ish. And some of the best universities around. Ish. You know, it's sort of... uh, (laughs) He didn't... uh, He said, for me, it's important to highlight that I'm not the only student of color. Oh, he's he's also a black kid. Uh, I'm not the only student of color who is achieving. Mm -hmm. It used to be... Wasn't it the fact that... You're not supposed to be called a person of color, colored anymore, because the thing was, well, what color are they? 
So I thought we were supposed to stop saying that. Now it seems to be back. Yeah, right? just, that's a good point. And this time, it's pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's not. Uh, Mike in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I've studied um, quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Can't get the math, but I love the uh, I love how it, you know the, the the formulas and everything and the theories. Um, Stephen Hawking, somebody I've watched a lot. He often he often said before the Big Bang or you know Michio Kaku and all the other ones. Um, they said that there was uh, energy before the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. That energy is God. It you know and even the Bible moves falls across the face of the deep and then you know bang. You know, why can't God be the master scientist that set all of it in motion? Yeah, he, he could be. But I don't think Hawking believed that, did he? No, no. He no. proved, he, But he proved the existence of God with his own words. But he, people who are so deep in their, their beliefs, they don't see it. Yeah. Because the energy was what was moving into nothingness. And then it turned matter, I mean, uh, energy into matter. And that's what it says in the Bible. We're all made of God. Everything is the plants, the rocks, everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what it actually means. But maybe he never cracked up in the Bible. Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. He, he seems to have proved his own that there is the existence of God. That's what I believe. But you believe that you believe the Big Bang happened and it was started by God. Yeah, of right. Course. Okay. I mean, it so, makes sense to me. I yeah. mean, why can't God be the master scientist? No, he could. He said all of it in motion. Then, and yeah. I, I think is, uh, you know, he, he obviously, uh, obviously uses all of that, uh, and, um, I mean, that's why science and religion should be completely compatible because science comes from him. <laughs> I mean, you're right. He's the ultimate scientist. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Mike. 888 It's hard to imagine where was God then if there was this, just this little mass and then it exploded. So there was nothing and except this little mass and then where was God? Just standing in nothingness? I, that's hard to comprehend. Right? It's really hard People to comprehend. People have contemplating, uh, uh, uh-huh. comprehending, well, I can't even speak, much less tackle the issue of God for, right? for centuries. Yes. And um, it's it's uh, it's impossible. When this life ends and we find out some of those answers, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool because it'll be like oh well or hot obviously or hot <laughs> obviously that's what it is and we've known it all along. I should have why didn't I remember that? Why was that so hard for me to contemplate before? Yeah, and one of the things that I had for God <clears throat> that I can now take off my list as we've learned in recent weeks. Is I don't have to ask him whatever happened to Amelia Earhart, because now we know. We just were using old technology to try to figure out that yeah. mystery. So there's that mm-hmm. and the dinosaurs. I want to know where they fit into the picture. Hmm. Where do dinosaurs fit into this thing? Did they happen during the Garden of Eden? Where where were they? Because they don't, you know, it's it's hard to fit them into the equation if you're a Bible believer. 888 hmm. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network.
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three added Pat Unleashed. This is kind of interesting because, yeah, you know, it's a little unintended consequence of all the gun control talk. Donations to the NRA tripled after the Parkland shooting. Uh, that's what happens when you've got an organization like the NRA, whose sole purpose really is to protect the Second Amendment. That's what they exist for. That's their cause. That's what they believe in. That's what they fight for. And so when that comes under attack, people are like, okay, well, let's, let's give them more money. And that's exactly what happened. In January, the NRA collected almost 248000 in individual contributions. In February, and this probably began mostly after the 14th, so maybe half the month, they collected more than seven hundred seventy-nine thousand. Wow! Shoof. So just uh, so the shooting happened in mid-February, right? The fourteenth, and the giving was about uh, about about three triple. times a typical month. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's a statement right there. So there are people who believe in the Second Amendment, and it's not just the NRA. There's some students actually. Some young people, some millennials, there is some hope out there. Rockledge High School sophomore Chloe Deaton uh, explains to Space Coast Daily TV why she and fellow student Anna Delaney planned a pro-Second Amendment walkout at school. Here she is. The walkout that happened to memorialize the 17 lives lost at Parkland ended up becoming a little political on parents' sides and students' sides. We wanted to come back because we didn't think it was fair that they got their side out and we didn't get ours and we did not want to feel silenced. So as a group, we decided to plan this walkout. It took like a week and a half of a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of planning to get this done, get it approved, all the different pieces of the flags that we brought, the posters we bought, um, also, the music we wanted to play to show our country support. That is great. Ah, uh, does that give you a little bit of hope? Just a like a mustard seed worth of hope. It, yes, and did Thank you, you catch that? She said, you know, we had all these permits to get all this stuff, uh-huh. all the all the things she had to go through, yeah, to get this thing organized. But you know, the thing in DC that was totally grassroots, man. You talking, you know, the other thing? That, oh, that was... there's nothing more grassroots mm-hmm. than that grassroots march. Um, you know, the grassroots that was organized by Planned Parenthood and Every Town USA and MoveOn.org. That's pretty grassroots there. So. Uh, oh, and funded by half a million dollars each from several big Hollywood celebrities. Totally grassroots. Totally just these kids wanting to make a statement. They just threw it together. Uh, just last, put it together. Last minute there. Uh-huh. In, in four weeks. <laughs> That's, of course they can do that. That's what they're, you know, yes, they were chewing on Tide Pods just a few weeks before that. But then, mm-hmm. bang, they got right down to business. So, so. <laughs> you've got that on the one hand, and then we have former Vice President Joe Biden uh, at the University of Pennsylvania talking about the Second Amendment and how it's misinterpreted. This should be fascinating information from Joe. 
I think the Second Amendment is being very badly interpreted. It's not consistent with what the, our founders intended, in my view. Oh, please. You saw Justice John Paul Stevens say that we should, uh, <laughs> John Paul because Stevens, it's been you. so prostituted, we should repeal the Second mm. Amendment. Oh, man. It was about a standing militia. It's a long story. No, it wasn't. All the legal side Good. of that. I mean, taught it in law school. What's happened here is Help the me. nation mm. as a whole has... Uh, decided it can no longer, in my view, um, mm -hmm. continue to turn a blind eye to uh, uh, the prostitution of the Second Amendment here. Oh, my gosh. And no longer can turn a blind eye to the enormous damage being done, not just in our mm -hmm. schools, but on our streets right here in Philly and Wilmington, Delaware, where I'm from, yeah. every night. Uh-huh. Wait, is that the guy who said, run out on your porch and shoot your shotgun in yeah, the air? Yeah, that's the guy. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and he guaranteed... They wouldn't stick around if you did that. Of course, you'd be arrested for that because that's illegal to do. But don't worry about that part of it. <laughs> Just run out on your porch and fire your shotgun. Whatever, man. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> the guy the guy who swears that the Second Amendment was for a standing militia. Okay. Got it. Thanks, Joe being Joe. Well, that's that's middle class Joe mm -hmm. uh, who said this about the shotgun Just thing. Walk out on the balcony here. Walk mm -hmm. out... Put that double-barrel shotgun and fired yeah. two blasts two, oh, outside two blasts. the house. Okay. All right. I promise you, who's ever coming promise. in is not going to... You don't need an AR-15. You don't need one. It's harder to aim. Yeah. It's harder to no. use. No. And in fact, it's you easier don't to need use. 30 rounds to protect yourself. Buy a hmm. shotgun. Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. Ellen Seidman, who's a blogger for Parents.com. <laughs> okay, I don't want the intruder... To have little welts on his body, I want him to die. Well, then buy a shotgun. Just fire two blasts outside your house. Okay, but I guarantee he won't come in then. No, okay. Of course, your shotgun's now empty, and he knows that because mm -hmm. you fired two blasts. So he can, <laughs> I mean, then he's got free reign, doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't he? I don't care. Plus, it was just about a, a militia. That's all it was about, mm. the Second Amendment, and we've prostituted it. Let's read the Second Amendment together. Oh, goody, goody, lesson time. A well-regulated militia. There's the militia. Oh, okay, yeah, so we're done, right? We're done. C comma. Oh. Being necessary to the security of a free state, okay. comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, not the militia, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The militia is the entire populace of the United States of America. That's what the founders said. We are the militia being necessary to the security of a free state. That is what they intended. Everybody should be armed so that if this government ever goes wrong, you can defend yourselves against it. Or if there's an invasion that threatens your freedom, we've got an entire population that's armed and ready to go and stand up against that invasion. That's what it's about. It's not about hunting and fishing. I mean, I I can't believe the stupidity. John Paul Stevens is retired from the Supreme Court for a reason. It's embarrassing that you're even quoting him. Ugh. Uh, if he does run, you know, while it would seem fun, it would also be incredibly agonizing because that guy's a buffoon. He's a total and complete buffoon. 
I mean, but, you know, here's a kid with an excuse, a 13-year-old eighth grader from Vermont, Ethan Sonneborn, 13, running for governor in Vermont. Oh, this is going to be yeah. fun. There's no age limit wait, wait, to wait, run wait. for governor <gasps> in Vermont. Wait no a age second. limit. Wait a second. Are the adults running for governor against him in that state going to be allowed to debate him or criticize him or anything like oh, that I'm, whatsoever? Uh, that would be interesting to see. Oh, he says he wants to get an assault weapons ban in the state when he's elected. Okay, good. Uh, he's an eighth grader, participated in the March for Our Lives gun violence protest. Well, he's qualified. The national and international event was organized by survivors. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of organizations like Planned Parenthood. He's allowed to run for for office because uh, Vermont laws don't specify a minimum age. My generation has been taking an important step in this because we're the ones getting shot. You're also the ones doing the shooting. Let's not forget that part. It's important. So you want to protect yourselves against yourselves, don't you? This affects us directly. And people who say it can't happen in Vermont, we came this close to it happening in Vermont. It, How close? What is he talking about there? Do you know? It will happen in Vermont if we don't take action. It's a bold statement. Uh, Vermont lawmakers are debating a bill that would raise the minimum age to buy a gun from 18 to 21, limit the capacity of gun magazines, boost background checks, and ban bump stocks. Uh, But the kid says that's not enough. He also favors an assault weapons ban. Of course. Because... When you have a gun mm-hmm. that assaults people, yeah, it's super scary and it's bad, and that's when people get killed. See the Sharpie marker, uh-huh. Blaze TV. Uh-huh. Watch this. I'm throwing it at the camera. Wow, that's an assault pen. An assault Sharpie. No, this is an Sharpie. assault pen. You don't oh, even right. know the difference between an assault I Sharpie don't. You're right. and an assault pen. Golly. Hat. Jeez. By the way, the uh, thing he is referring to that almost happened in Vermont. What was, almost uh, happened? That's where that diary uh, was being kept by that kid. Uh, remember that? Uh, mm, he, he, yeah, kind of. And so I think it was his grandmother or, or his mom uh, alerted authorities. They came and they found how, what he was planning. Oh, wow. That was back in February as well. Mm. Yeah. So. It's a song about uh, finding a diary. What is I found her diary hmm. underneath a tree. Okay. And started reading about me. Uh-oh. That's nosiness right there. <laughs> I'll tell you. You can't be doing that because then you just you know violated that, her trust before you even started. Right? She'd be she'd be angry that you uh, violated her right. like that. That's not that's not cool. And that's by uh, David Gates. David Gates and Brad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Brad. Yeah. Okay, I see mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice job, Pat. Thank you. Wow, you just you mm-hmm. you reached way back, way back there. Year of Our Lord, nineteen seventy-two would be my guess. Is Did, that when it was? Uh, that I don't see. And uh, yeah, seventy-two. 72. Good. Brief, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say that the words she's written, they took me by surprise. Took you by surprise? Well, you'd never read them in her eyes. Mm-hmm. They said that uh, she'd found the love she waited for? She waited f- mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? it? Wouldn't you know it? She wouldn't show it. Now, when she confronted with the writing there. Simply pretended not to care. I passed it off as, you know, just in keeping with her total disconcerting wit. Uh, air. <clears throat> air? I mean, okay. That's what Google says anyway, but total they don't tell us when it's Easter, so who knows? Total disconcerting air. And though she uh, tried to hide... The love that she denied, wouldn't you know it, she wouldn't show it. I agree, ladies and gentlemen.
And as I go through this oh. life, I will give to her, my wife, Wait. all the sweet things oh. she can find. I, for a second there, I thought he was giving this girl his yeah. wife. But now I understand what he's trying well, to then say there. He found her diary underneath the tree, started reading about me. The tears be now the words no, the words began to stick mm-hmm. and tears to flow. <gasps> her meaning now was clear to see. Yeah. The love she waited for was someone else, not me. Snap! And as I go through this life, (gasps) I will wish for her, his wife, all the sweet things she can find. All the sweet things they can find. What a sad, depressing song that that I just walked you right into. Uh Sorry, folks. Happy Monday! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Well, with bread songs in the air, you know it must be springtime. Uh, and there's a lot of pollen in the air, uh, especially, I don't know if you're, if, Brutal. is it this way everywhere? Like it is in Texas. Brutal. I mentioned before we have this black, like, uh, table outside kind of a patio table and it is just every day we wipe it off every day. And the <laughs> next day it is covered again, completely yeah. in pollen. Mm-hmm. And then you think, wow, all of that. I'm breathing all of that stuff all the time. And in the inside our home, it's up to 100 times more polluted than outside. Wow. Do you ever need filterby.com? They have over 600 different filter sizes for your HVAC system. It'll weed out all of the pollen, the mold, the dust, all of those allergy aggravating pollutions that uh, mess you up all spring. And right now, you can save 5% if you just set up auto delivery with them. And then you never have to worry about when it's time to get your filters changed because they show up at your doorstep. So, save time, save money. Everything is shipped free, and it's really fast, too, within 24 hours. And it's all manufactured right here in America. Great American company. Save time, save money, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Late 93393 and at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Uh, from Jeff, what takes more faith? To believe the universe sprang forth from nothing or to believe the universe sprang forth from God? I think the nothing is a little tougher to, to swallow. At least for me it is. Yeah, um, I grew up... It doesn't up, make any sense to me. Yeah, I grew up Southern Baptist and uh, one, of the, um, one of the analogies to try to sell, um, you know, just the randomness of the universe uh, that um, my pastor used at the time was, you know, put all the pieces that make up a pencil in a box and shake it up, the lead, the, mm-hmm. the wood, you know, the graphite, whatever, the eraser and all the stuff, and just shake it for millions mm-hmm. of years, and maybe you'll get a pencil. Yeah, except you won't. Exactly. That was his point. They, they use the same <laughs> thing with an analogy with a watch. Put, uh, yep. put all the pieces in a, in a box and shake them together mm-hmm. for... Four billion years. It will never become a watch. Right. Uh, Timothy Gilbert says, okay, so even if the Big Bang 
created the universe, where did the matter come from to have the Big Bang? Huh. Uh, Rhonda Judy, the book of Job talks about the large behemoth creatures, probably the dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh, Judy Chapel, how kids can get accepted to 20 universities. Say how much Obama's 08 win <laughs> inspired you in preschool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Probably helpful. Your quest into 20 school. And, and Rhonda Judy talking about the uh, book of Job talks about the large behemoth creatures, probably the dinosaurs. Um, you know, I would think that dinosaurs would play more of just a cameo role in the Bible if, if they were just roaming around back then, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just uh, just my thought there. It's yeah. like, you know, it feels like they would probably be in like every chapter, every book. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just mention like... If they coexisted with man... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. You know, almost like, you know. I don't know. It's hard for me to figure out where they fit. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, that's why some believers get kind of caught up in that and then just dismiss that dinosaurs even existed. So I don't know what the fossils are, but uh, some, some believers will say, yeah, they didn't exist. I tend to think they did, but I, I don't know where. I really, I don't know what happened. You know, maybe in the maybe when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were roaming the world. I mean, it's it's difficult to come up with a consensus on, on any kind of a religious view. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, we've got some people today that uh, don't even know if the Earth is flat or if it's round or what we got going on there. So, I mean, how are no, we going to come together on dinosaurs? There's definitely a guy who does know, and he well, he almost knows, but he, he thinks it's flat. Oh. But he's trying to prove it right now. Oh. Huh. That's our, our friend, um, Mike. Oh, excuse me, uh, Mad Mike? Mad Mike. Hughes? Um, only only mean people call him Mad Mike. He's oh. actually that's quite name. reasonable. Oh, okay. I thought that was his Does he call himself given. Mad yeah, Mike? that's what he calls himself. Does yeah. he? Oh. Mad Mike Hughes blasted off in his rocket, uh, and he went 2,000 feet up, hmm. came down and crashed, and uh, but he was okay. He says uh, he was interviewed by Vice. And in the, in the interview, he says, this magical little thing called gravity does not exist. Wait, no. It's all electromagnetism. Okay? No one knows what is in the center of this earth. No one. Okay. Okay? <laughs> the deepest drill they've ever drilled... Okay, here we go. Sorry. ...is seven and a half miles. Okay. Wow, it, I didn't know that. They've drilled seven and a half miles Pretty down. Pretty impressive, right? And that took 12 years. Mm. They don't know. They don't know. So I they mean, can't say it's gravity. Right. <laughs> all of it is just all bull crap. So that brought me back to believing in a creator. Oh, okay. That's what Flat Earth did. That helped me out. I'm sorry? What is wait? What? Why does the Earth being flat? Why does that have anything to do with God? Hold, hold on, hold on. I got ADD. He couldn't create a spherical planet. Yeah, no. It would have to be flat like a disc. Yeah, God, God is in, mm. into like he's spheres. not three D. Yeah. No, hold on. But just, can we go back to the drilling down seven and a half miles and all? Yeah, that it stuff? took twelve years. I'll tell you what happened there. Let okay. me tell you what happened there. Mm. So the drill bit, mm-hmm. it only got, as he said, only got seven and a half miles down because mm-hmm. as Al Gore taught us uh, that millions of degrees, right. <laughs> the, earth, 
just <laughs> under the surface of the earth is incredibly hot several million degrees yeah, drill bits can't last i mean they get down there they melt right there when they get to the core anywhere near it it's just like bleh, putty drill bit <laughs> that's what happened this was i believe on uh jay leno few years ago two kilometers or so down or so in down. most places there are these incredibly hot rocks because the interior rocks. of the earth is extremely <laughs> hot several million hot. degrees several million degrees is is hot okay that is awesome uh, that deserves yet another listen two kilometers or so down in most right. places there are these incredibly hot rocks because the interior of the earth is extremely <laughs> hot several million degrees and the <laughs> there you have it that's why we can't get past seven and a half why. miles that's you get why. you get past then man the metal on your drill bit just, just melts putty. instantly several extremely hot several million degrees it's hotter than the surface of the sun. Right. You can't wow. drill past that. Wow. <clears throat> That's a good reminder from Al Gore. Mm-hmm. A really good reminder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, he says, when I started looking into it and researching it, I couldn't dismiss it. Bottom line. I love people when people use bottom line. What do you think the earth looks like? Wait, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm not an expert. I'm just one guy who pushes the envelope and questions everything. When you were in the air... Did you see anything that confirmed your belief? No, you you can't. <laughs> Anybody that thinks you can get 2,000 feet up and prove anything is ludicrous. Wait, you told us. <clears throat> I never said that. People what? have oh. construed into something completely wrong. Oh, my, my bad. Okay, so stop it. I think it was <laughs> the Washington Post who did that in their oh. initial story, and I, I wouldn't read them. If they were the last newspaper on the planet. Wait, is this? Wait, did this all of a sudden become an interview with the president? Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> it. And then he even brings Jeff Bezos into it. Of course, it is Jeff Bezos who owns it. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you want to shoot yourself into space. Is that part partly to see if the Earth is flat or not? Exactly. We need that answer. And I'm not going to take any government space agency's answer on that. I don't care if it's Russia, the United States, China, and I don't care. I'm going to go up. I'm going to see it for myself. I'm going to have cameras with me. People will be able to talk to me on my way up and down. It'll be about three hours. Mm. I think it would be the most watched event in mankind's history. Mm. Bottom line. But wait, he makes it in bottom line. <laughs> he mixed it in again. This uh. this guy's extraordinary. How many miles he wants to get up? 52 or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and he wants to do this by the end of the year. Bottom line. Bottom line. By the end of the year. So, bottom line. We'll be watching you, Mad Mike Hughes. You can't make it up when you finish with bottom line. That's just, I mean, that's the the bottom line. End of the discussion. Right there. Done. Bottom line. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll see. Bottom line is we're done here today. We'll see you again tomorrow. Period. (laughs) Bottom line. Yeah. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.